on episode 89 of Pixel Gaiden. Do you enjoyed any failed systems? The Amico versus the Chameleon. We get to hear Cody's cringy song again. What exactly is a spider sword? It's a wannabe Pac-Man battle. Good gracious, it's a game show. Tim finds retro treasures in Scotland. Eric plays a game with a cat. And Cody plays a board game by himself. Another visitor. Stay while. Stay forever. Welcome to We have reached the end of August, Eric Nelson. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing well, Mr. Cody Hoffman. I am ready to uh, participate here in Pixel Guiden, Attack of the Clones. You sound sufficiently pumped. Yeah, I am. I had a big coffee. It's late night here. What What was the Attack of the Clones reference? I I don't think I picked up on that. Because we're doing a battle of the systems, and it's versed some Pac-Man clones, Okay, right? that's true. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, uh, so ladies, we're gonna do, we're, yeah, ladies go and gentlemen, <laughs> on this episode of Pixel, Pixel Guide In, uh, Tim's going to join us. He missed out on the first episode altogether. Unfortunately, in our notes, it now says there is no tea time with Tim this month, um, either because Tim is a busy man with more important things that he has to take care of, or he's a slacker. I'm going to go with the second one. <laughs> It could be both. It could be both. (laughs) But if you're here for retro video game talk and fun, you're in the right place. We do have a game show. Tim will be joining us this episode uh, to hang out. Yes. You're running the game show this time. I am running the game show. Yes. So we invite you guys at home to play along. And uh, we've got, a, as we mentioned, a Battle of the Systems 2 Pac-Man clone. Uh, one on the TI-99-4A Texas Instruments 8-bit computer from the early, early 80s. Uh, and that game was... I always forget which one. That that was Munchkin? No. Casey Mun- Munchkin was on the Odyssey 2, right? There you go. And Munchman was the one on the TI-99-4A. There we go. That's right. Yep. Uh, nonetheless, we want to make sure you guys know we are part of the Amigos Retro Video Game Network, so please check out all the other shows on that network, such as Sprite Castle, ARG Presents, The Coco Show, Our Sinclair, and of course, Amigos Everything Amiga, and, um, I think we need to just jump right into it. Let's do yes. some quick questions. Quick questions! All right, Eric... These questions today are all, I believe, from people who submitted some on the Discord server. Nope. I think we have one from you, actually, too. Oh, did I sneak one in there this time? You snuck one in there. Yeah, you're not a slacker. I am. I didn't put (laughs) one in there, so I am a slacker, but I did collect all the ones from our Discord, and those are our favorite ones, frankly. We love it when when the people talk. We love it so much that maybe we should should start with one of those. Let's start with... A voice of the people here. Sure. So let's start with Pajaco6502. He asks, is there a failed system, didn't sell well, that you own, 
or and actually quite like or would like to own? So I so want to tackle that one first. Yeah. So I had an idea what I was going to say, but he did quantify here didn't sell well. So um, I wanted to say the Sega Saturn because it was a system that tanked Sega from making consoles ever again. Um, well, actually, I take it back. It, it started it, and <laughs> no, then no. The, the Dreamcast finished it off. But um, that's right. That's right. So, so relatively, it didn't sell well to their expectations and their marketing efforts and whatnot. But um, apparently, I can't choose that. So I'm going to go with. I have two. I have a handheld because the Neo Geo Pocket in America did not sell well at all, and it's a brilliant, brilliant right. system with probably the best pound for pound game library on any handheld because there's no fluff. So that's my vote. I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that one. And if I had to pick a console, I am looking at my wall here. You know, I love owning these things because it says, you know, it says right in here that you quite like or would like to own. Um, yeah. I like owning all the failed systems. So I love my Jaguar. I love uh, a lot of the stuff back here that, is, you know, didn't fare well. But if you said, yeah. I actually wanted me to play it, um, I actually kind of like the 3DO. <laughs> <laughs> I, think okay, it's, I yeah. think it's pretty cool and it's got some unique stuff it's very 90s and uh so i'll yes. give you the 3do on that one how about yourself i i am one 100 in love with the amiga cd32 okay one tim got me i know that one did not sell well um it was kind of a kind of i don't know relegated i'm sure doug's gonna crucify me for this there's uh, magazines all I over the place that say it did great um it's not a games machine that does business software wonderfully with a controller (laughs) (laughs) i i absolutely love my cd32 i mean when i feel like just kicking back i boot it up i play a random amiga game um the games that were specifically made for the cd32 work very well with the controller that was made for it so multiple buttons and things like that um, and then with the add-ons, like the uh, the terrible fire I put in mine and with the hard drive, I mean, I have access to everything without having to boot up an Amiga computer, which isn't a problem. But I, I run it through my retro tank on the big screen TV, and I'm, I'm playing like I, I'm just in gaming heaven, and I love all those games. So I'm going to pick the Amiga CD32 for sure. Now, that clearly was a failure in America because I don't think it even sold in America. Um no, there were NTSC some, versions. I mean, maybe that. I guess you could get an NT. No, I, I, I'm almost positive it sold here. Not very many, but I'm almost positive. I had a friend who had one back in the day. Okay, no, but no, I know he didn't. I know he didn't import it. And I mean, maybe he bought it from someone that did import it, but I don't think so. But it was dead, definitely NTSC. Was it a? Was the CD32 also a failure in in Europe? I'm curious. I don't, I don't. I doubt it was as much of a failure there, but um, I, I don't think it was very highly regarded anywhere. To be honest, mm-hmm. again, Doug's going to get me for that. But <laughs> Doug's opinions are I, I don't null and moving forward. Um, yep. And, and, <laughs> he's and put it, a bug in our brain. It, now we have like a little a uh, devil on our shoulder named Doug that's telling, "No, you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> all right doug you um, can have an angel on the other shoulder as well we'll let you we'll let you guys battle it out i will say I, I i agree with you on the saturn i don't think anyone would think that was a great seller i don't think i i would say that was a failed system uh, definitely in the eyes of 
gamers and, and the systems that it was competing with, it squarely lost against the games it was competing, the consoles it was competing with. So then I choose that. I think that's a valid, I think that's a valid one. Yeah. I choose that, but you need to import the Saturn library from Japan. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I right, got Cody, the, why don't you read yours? The next question here. And so yeah. again, I like to put positive spins on things. I'm just kind of a positive guy, or at least I'm pretending I am right now for this question. And positivity, uh, Cody, positivity, Cody. Yeah. To go along with positivity, Eric. Uh, so my yeah. question is, of the two extremely controversial failed systems that everybody hates to talk or loves to hate to talk about, the Kamiko yeah. Chameleon and the Intellivision Amico now at this point, mm-hmm. which both of these are systems wrapped up in controversy and uh, questions of how money was spent and if any development was done to varying degrees and was it a scam and all this stuff. But in a perfect world, if one of these systems were to come to fruition the way it was originally sold to you, to us, mm-hmm. which one would you like to see fulfill its promise? The Chameleon or the Amico? And which games would you still want to, to become... Uh, well, I guess that's the second question, but after that we'll talk about games that they had talked about on the systems and uh, what games would you like to see actually you know, released on modern existing systems so that we can play them and fulfill at least that part of the promise. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Do you, would you want to answer first, or do you want me to? No, I asked the question. <laughs> oh, you asked the question. All right, all right. Oh, okay. um, definitely, I, I honestly didn't see that much about the Chameleon, so I don't even remember many of the games that came out for that, and I was never hyped up about the Chameleon. Um, I had a feeling that one was going to die, whereas with the Amico, I, I really thought that they would at least... I. Honestly, in my heart, I thought the Amico would launch and then fail after the first year. Yeah, that's just what, and and, and it didn't really even matter to me. I mean, I wanted the Amico, um, and I just wanted some of those games, and then I would be, I'd, I'd have been happy one way or another if they succeeded or failed after it. I didn't, I, I was disappointed that it didn't launch, but yeah. So I would, I would pick the Amico for sure, be, mainly because the hardware I thought was really cool. I thought those controllers were really, the concept for the controllers was really neat. Um, and I thought the games that they, that they showed previews of looked really good. And the games that I think it was called cloudy mountain was the Dungeons and dragons one. Yeah. The one that, yeah. You, yep. Yeah, I, I thought that one looked really cool and I really hope they, that gets released somehow in some way. Um, and then Astro smash was another one. All, all of those in television remake um, you know, the the remakes of the Intellivision games, they all looked really, really good. I mean, I thought they all looked great. Yeah. So uh, even uh, Night Stalker, um, I was just watching a preview of that the other day, and there was like this giant black worms going through the, the, the hallways. I mean, the graphics on that looked really, <laughs> really cool. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, you know, like modern gamers would scoff at it, but I thought they looked really great. So I, I am hoping those make their way to something like, Hey, maybe even the Evercade. <laughs> there you go. Um, but so I would pick Amico. What about you? Or maybe they'll port them over to the, uh, the Atari VCS, the Atari VCS, <laughs> you know, come full circle. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually went the other way. I do. I totally wanted the Amico. I think it was a gorgeous, the wood grain thing, the way that looked. Um, I love the concept of being able to like leap in front of my TV play little five ten minute games with my family. I love that idea, but I really I was really into the 
Kamiko Chameleon, the promise that originally was told with it, which is here's a, a new ge- game system to play modern indie games on cartridge. And I'll, most of the okay. games they had picked on there and stuff, they, they, they had you know some new up-and-coming games uh, that were going to be, uh, if I remember correctly, they're either going to be cartridge exclusive on the system, or at least if you wanted a physical copy on a cartridge, uh, you know this was going to be the only way to do it. And honestly, I thought, I thought that was something I really wanted. Now, the Evercade has done that to a point now. But to have yes. a big chunky cartridge, just like an old 16-bit system, and shove it in the top, and play with. Uh, now I'm trying to remember the controllers they had. I think they were retro-bit controllers, or no, they weren't. I can't remember the controllers now. Uh, anyways, it just had a, a cool vibe to it, and uh, I wanted the, just the straight gray one with the with the, uh, the green Kamiko or the green and rainbow Kamiko Chameleon logo on it. The whole aesthetic, and. Uh, and that's ultimately what I've always wanted was to play indie games on, in physical form on cartridge and things like that. Um, now, of course, a lot of those games are being released for thirty-five bucks on a little SD card for the Switch and things like that. Um, yeah. But you know, to have a cartridge load, to have a system where the entire game was complete on the cartridge and wasn't uh, bugging you for DLC or having to load or all that kind of stuff, it just felt traditional retro. So that's really what I was hoping for. Um, there's no games on that system that didn't end up going everywhere else anyways, because, of course, those developers actually were making those games. And, uh, you know, once once they found out it, it it wasn't coming to fruition, it was very easy for them, I think, to flip it over to all the other marketplaces. So right. um, those games are out there. But as far as the, the Amico, uh, all the games you mentioned, of course, were really interesting. I really was into that Pong game. It was like that side sideways like Pong Plus. Oh, is that what it was? Because I, I remember seeing the sideways breakout too. It was like a breakout that was That's what like it was, yeah. looking sideways. Yeah, I guess it was breakout. Yeah. It was okay. kind of a mixture of things. Okay. But yeah, I guess I called it Pong because it was sideways breakout, which is kind of like Pong. <laughs> right. No, I, I get you. Um, and uh, and the other one that the actually the, the little skiing game that they kept showing the footage of looked really cool to me as well. <laughs> I, I, so I saw that preview just the other day too, and I, I, I dug the graphics. They were simple, but there was a lot of detail in the fallen trees and the little rocks. I mean, there was a lot of detail in there that looked really cool. Absolutely. There we go. Quick questions. Yeah. In the books. Awesome. Um, let's go ahead. You and I can reach down and grab some beers. And while we do that, Ooh. listeners, go ahead and uh, take a, a listen to how you can get a hold of us. You can get show information on our podcast at pixelguiden.com. You can also listen to our show on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network at anchor.fm forward slash Amigos podcast. You can reach us on Twitter using at pixel underscore guiden. You can reach Eric at the project. That's at D-U-H-P-R-O-J-E-C-T. And you can reach Cody at oddball which is at oddba1149 you can also reach me that's tim at sanxion and that's at s-a-n-x-i-o-n please review us on itunes or apple podcasts or any of the other podcatchers that you use it really helps us out you can email us on 
podcast at pixelguiden.com. And we love any feedback. And also, please let us know if we've done anything wrong, and we'll mention it on the next show. We also have a Patreon account set up, so if you wish to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. You can support us with as little as a dollar all the way up to infinite dollars. If you do so, you'll get access to the Amigos Retro Network Discord server, where all kinds of cool chat is happening about not only our show, but the other shows, such as Bright Castle and, of course, the Amigos, um, amongst other shows. And there's various other topics in there, um, everything from for sale to music to uh, high score contests, things like that. If you support us at the $3 or more tier, we like to announce every supporter at that level here on the show in a way that we can only do here on Pixel Gaiden using our random adjective generator. And this month on Pixel Gaiden, we're chilling at the club. The frightened Roy Fielding and the subdued Josh Malone. The Abbott Brian Austin Nolton, the wakeful Daniel James. The brainy Ted Mark and the abrasive Eric Sandgren. Administrated Henrik Lopel, financial Matthew Ackerman. Colorful Maciej Sosnowski and the unequal paradroid. Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,Pixel,
So mine is from Truckee, California, and I haven't had mm. this one yet. It's from 5050 Brewing Company. Yep. Okay. Um, it, it is called Tahoe Pills. Tahoe Pills. Tahoe. I have seen it, but I have not uh, tried it. Yep. And, and I ha- there is another beer from them that I have had on the show. I don't remember the name of it. It, it was a lager from 5050, but this one is the Tahoe Pills. All right. Because... Like we mentioned in the last episode, that things, the temperature was changing a little bit, but it's back, baby. It's 94 today, and next week <laughs> it's going to be back in the hundreds. So I decided to jump in with a nice, crisp Pilsner, or at least I hope it is. I haven't had this one yet. I actually love the can on that because it's this classic, uh, like early American, like when the all the, the German beer makers came to the Milwaukee area and made these, these cheap kind yeah. of uh, Pilsners and lagers. And it's got that vibe yep. to it. And did, and by cheap, so it's I mean, got that very generic kind of vibe, but it's stylish too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 kind of like uh, back then they they used to literally cut like paper and stuff out and to make the logos and then make uh, I don't know how they did it, but anyways, it kind of looks like that. Like it could be made with with arts and crafts. Yeah, but it's nice. It's got it's a five point three. It says. Lake Tahoe's premier Czech-style lager, crisp, refreshing, and clean. So I'm going to hold them to that. I'm going to try this. Go for Cheers. it. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Oh, did... Cheers. I see Tim approaching. A, a wild Tim is approaching. A wild Tim. <laughs> While a wild Eric drinks some beer. As advertised, crisp. Crisp. Does it have flavor, or is it just kind of one of those inexpensive? I'm sure it has some flavor. It has flavor. I'm not sure. I'm loving the flavor. Um, oh, okay. It's got a. It's got a quite a bit of a sweetness to it. A nuttiness. Um, I kind of prefer. I kind of prefer my pilsners like uh like uh like Asahi kind of where it's even though Asahi's a lager, but where it's got a bite to it and like a crispness. But this one's not bad. This one's not bad at all. You like your Czech Pilsners like you like your women? I don't know how to end <laughs> crisp. this. Crisp, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking what of, does crisp mean? <laughs> speak, uh, speaking of people who are crisp, Tim, do I see that you're on the line? No, it's not me. Oh, sorry. That was uh, <laughs> who, who is this? It is, it is one of those crisp women that Eric was uh, <laughs> exactly discussing just, uh, just earlier. Tim, how are you doing, no, sir? This, this is... This is Doug from 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast <laughs> Retro taking over. Oh, I'm going to play Gallagher for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The line's breaking up. We can't hear you, Doug. Bye. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Tim. We were just making fun of Doug a second ago. <laughs> Having fun with Doug. Yeah. Well, we, we, we can always have fun with Doug, can't we? Doug's, Doug's an excellent chap. Absolutely. He is. And Eric and I are drinking our beers, and I'm sure you have your coffee, although I don't see your beautiful face yet on Skype, so. Not yet, no. No, not yet, not yet. Uh, go ahead and pop that up, Tim, because we've got a lot to do this fine evening. We do have a lot to do. We have indeed. <laughs> I am ready when you guys are. Well, I want to see your face. We're Skype. Um, uh, one thing I do want to mention, Tim, which we have not mentioned yet on the show, is... Uh, you have released a few more Pixel Gaiden uh, YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, a couple. We gotta we gotta talk about those amazing things and let the people know where they can find them. Absolutely. Do you want me to do that, or do you want to do that? Um, I'm trying to get you to do it. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's di- di- difficult when I can't see you. I'm not seeing the visual cues. <laughs> when I point at the screen we, and go, we, go! Yeah, come on. Do make, we need to call? Make, we need to call make, him in, right? On Skype? Make, make with the links already. Uh, yes, you do need to call me in on Skype. But in the meantime, uh, so uh, if you've uh, not already, if you're a wonderful podcast listener, which obviously you are, if you're listening to this, um, you can go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, which is YouTube forward slash Pixel Guiden uh, or YouTube.com forward slash Pixel Guiden. And uh, over on there, you can see all the lovely videos that we do. I can hear them and, calling uh, you. Two of, the, two of those um are new videos which we've just put out um and they are um all related to the wonderful burger time of course <laughs> um so yeah so we've just got those going um the first two games well the first two versions i've played um is the texas ti 994a which actually stands up really well i thought um and the other version is the unusual version, mm-hmm. which is the Commodore 128. Um, and that is uh, 80 column mode. So it's just literally sort of like character text, um, redefined graphics. But I was, it's, it's actually a really good version. Oh, I was watching it and that looked so frustrating. It was super fast. Graphics aside, it was yeah, like and then, super then you fast. Got three, you got three different modes of play as well. So you've got fast, slow and normal. Um, and, uh, yeah, on the fast, it is super fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I watched them and, uh, I would pick the TI-99 version that looked, uh, uh, that looked pretty darn good for the TI-99. So it is, it's, it is a solid version. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as much as I would love to catch up Tim, I think we have another piece of business to attend to first. Eric, my friend. MC of the game show. What have you got for us? Yeah, so I am. I have devised um, a game show that everybody loves called Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Catchphrase is the name of the show, or the name of the game show, I should say. And it is a little game that will have either a phrase that is written or said or spoken or somehow shows up in a retro video game. Um, I am going to have to insist on getting the name like like um, let's say I said the phrase was it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. The game would be Legend of Zelda, right? The Legend of Zelda. Um, the Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little lenient on that. But I mean, if it's something that has like multiple versions, I'm going to need the correct version of that game. So, like, if it's if it happens to be Legend of Zelda, you know, Twilight Princess or something, you need to say that. You can't just say Legend of Zelda. Okay. Legend of Zelda. The just want to make it all clear. Clear. Yes, exactly. So what I'm going to do is we're going to flip a coin and then we, we will start with somebody and then uh, that person will answer the question if they can. If they can't, it will go to the next person. That way we don't have to write stuff down and, and it will be easy peasy, I'm, easy peasy. I'm putting my paper back in the drawer now. <laughs> Perfect. Does that sound clear, Tim? Sounds perfect. Let's go. Okay. Rear end to go. Here we go. 
First, we need to decide who's going to go first. I'm going to say, Cody, guess a number between one and two. Or one and two, not between. Well, I was going to say <laughs> 1.36248. Uh, let's go one. Okay, you got it. So Cody's going to go first. Is that a coin flip? Is that what that was? That That's coin flip, but I don't have any coins. Heads. <laughs> who's got coins anymore? Coins are stupid. I have an app for that. To flip a coin. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. Here and I, I made some of these in the beginning here pretty easy so that we can get some points up on the board. <laughs> so let me I'm gonna keep the points here. Cody and Tim. Here we go, Cody. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. That's gotta be Castlevania Symphony of the Night on the PlayStation. Ding 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 ding. You got it. You don't have to say what what it's on because it could be on multiple platforms. PlayStation One. <laughs> okay, got the first one right. All right, Tim, you ready? I'm gonna suck at this game, but carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you'll be surprised. Here we go. You have died of dysentery. Oh, okay. Um, why is the it's on the tip of his tongue? There's got to be a time limit, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Eric loves time limits, so I'm sure he put one in this game. Um, the time limit will be when I just start getting an Oregon Trail. There, you go. Oh, there, there we go. go. There we go. I'm glad he got there. I yeah, one to one. Yeah, so. <laughs> I got to say, when I'm on the other end of the game shows, that happens to me all the time. Like, uh-huh. it's such an easy question. I know I know it, but I, I just can't generate the name in my mind. <laughs> All right, Cody, back to you. Yes. You ready? The president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Ooh. Exclamation point at the end of that. President kidnapped by ninjas. I'm going to... Shoot. I'm not going to get it. I'm going to say Shinobi. Shinobi is incorrect. Tim, Mm. you can steal this and get the points. Uh, Ninja Gaiden. That is incorrect as well. The correct answer was Bad Dudes. Oh, wow. Bad Dudes. That's a deep cut. (laughs) 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 A little Data East action. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tim, this one is exclusively for you. You ready? I'm ready. The cake is a lie. <laughs> no pressure, Tim, but if you get it wrong, I'll, I'm going to get it. <laughs> is that within the, the rules? Can, I, can I trash talk? <laughs> yeah, you can trash talk. Good. Um, I have no idea on this. Um, I'll say... I don't know, Portal. You're killing me, Tim. <laughs> You're killing me. Is that really just a guess out of nowhere, or are you playing with my emotions? It was just a guess. How? How is I that? don't know why that came into my mind. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yeah. you got it. <laughs> the cake is a lie. Yep, that's, that is correct. So Tim is ahead, two to one. The Tim is a lie. There's no way you just pulled that random name out and got it right. I did. Honestly, it was in your subconscious I did. I or something. Why it just came to me, Portal. <laughs> Oh, Gladys. Okay, here we go. 
The secret is to get into Eric's head, and I like being. Ooh, <laughs> it's a, a sp- favourite places. <laughs> it's a spooky place to be, my friend. It's a spooky place to be. All right, here we go. This one's for you, Cody. Chicken, fight like a robot. I know what it is. It's, I, the name needs to come to me. Berserk. Give you some time. Berserk. There you go. Cody, you have leveled up. Off leveled it up. Never, I would have never got that one. On, so. on all really? the systems that actually have speech. Specifically. Yep. Okay, you ready, Tim? Yep. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. I'm going to say Forbidden Forest. Incorrect. Cody, you can steal this one if you know it. I'm, I'm going to try to pull a Tim and just channel my I have no idea, grab it out of the ether and get it right and say Ultima. Incorrect. Ah. The answer is Skyrim. Never played it. Skyrim. Yeah. All right. Tim, you ready? I'm ready. And by the way, I picked that one because there is like 10 different characters in the game that actually say that. Are there really? <laughs> and I always found it really funny when I was playing that game. <laughs> and I considered it retro now because Skyrim came out a long time ago now. Even though it was like just released on the Switch for $60. That's how much you can buy it for now. Ugh, that's ridiculous. No, okay, so I think it's back to Tim. Right, Tim? It is. Here we go. And, and I, I, I do think this one will be hard for you. But. Cody? Is what? It's Cody, isn't it? Yeah, it is me, because I got the second yeah. attempt. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay, good. Then I'm, I'm glad I got that right. Or, or you guys, you, you caught that. Okay, here we go, Cody. Tim, you ready? Tim's a good guy. What can he say? I think this one might be tough for both of you, but because I don't... Well, we'll see. It's super effective. I'm going to say Day of the Tentacle. That is incorrect. Tim, you can steal this one. Is it when they're battling in Pokemon and the potion or whatever works? You got it, my friend. Which Tim. Danica play Pokemon pen right off which, right there. Which Pokemon? <laughs> you said you have to say the Pokemon. You can't just say it's Pokemon. Okay, I'll, I'll, the one that one that I've been watching Danica play is Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. There you go. So yep. it says it in that. And I will say this: it's in every Pokemon, yeah. in, in mm-hmm. every battle one. Mm-hmm. It might not be in like Snap or something when I've never played, but every single like Emerald and Red and whatever, it's in every one of them. Okay. I'm not doing very well with my microphone today. I've just hit it again. <laughs> so apologies, listeners. It's really annoying. Okay, so now it is Tim. This is Tim. What's the score right now? I think Tim's up by one. Is that right? He is. Tim three, Cody two. Portal. So this one is for Tim. Are you ready, Tim? <laughs> you can laugh, Tim. You're allowed to laugh. He's <laughs> like covering his mouth trying to hold it in. <laughs> That was the swing vote. All right, Tim, here we go. This is yours. I will meditate and then destroy you. Sounds like a Street Fighter quote to me. Is that your final answer? 
Yes. I'm going to have to say incorrect. Cody, you can steal. It is a game with a large boss at the top of the screen attacking you. It is the very first boss. We've talked about it on the show. We have not played it. Pocky and Rocky. Incorrect. The correct answer is Street Fighter 2. I said Street Fighter. You did. You didn't say Street Fighter 2. There's a game called Street Fighter, and then there's a game called Street Fighter 2. Come on. (laughs) I'm going to. Mic drop. I'm out of (laughs) here. I'm going to de- I'm going to oh. defer to Cody. If he allows you to have that, I will give it I will give it to you. Come on, everyone generically refers to Street Fighter as Street Fighter 2. I always they? say I mean, too. How many people really say Street Fighter as if the original Street Fighter? All right. I, I did specifically say what game oh. specifically. But Cody, do you want to give that to him? Give me one sec. Give me one sec. I'm I'm doing some research. I will give it to him if I can't prove that Pocky and Rocky also said it. Okay. But I cannot prove it. So it is yours. It's four to two. Tim, that's you. Four to two. Okay. Tim, you got it. Chill Eric, out. Calm Eric, down. You are, you are a tough quiz master. <laughs> it's all going into the memory bank. <laughs> and by the way, that was uh, the character that says that is Dalsim. Like yeah, when he I wins. Say, do I like, need the character as well? I could have given you the character. No, no, it's all good. Okay, so this one is back to, to, to Cody. Here we go. Metro City, a well-known crime capital, has been ruled by violence and death for many years. Metro City is a city. A well-known crime capital has been ruled by violence and death for many years. I b- it's a beat-em-up. I'm going to go with Final Fight. You got it. Ding! Well done. I was trying to well think. Done, I was either going to be well Final done. Fight or I was thinking if it was Streets of Rage, but I've never played, to this day, never played a Streets of Rage. So I knew it had to be Final Fight. Anyways. Cool. I'll take it. Four to three. Tim is up. And this one is Tim's. Here you go. Bury me with my money. <laughs> okay. Bury me with my money. I know the quote. Just going to have to be another wild stab in the dark. I'll, I'll say blood money on the Amiga. Incorrect. Cody, you can steal and tie it up. You should have known it wasn't an Amiga game when I said I know the quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know the quote, but I don't know the game. I'm going to go with... It sounds Western. Sunset Riders. <laughs> Cody got it. Oh my Boom. gosh! That's, that's my portal. Boom. That's my portal. All right, four four. I like it. Awesome. Tied up four to four. Now we might have to get, uh, deploy a tiebreaker here. I like it. All right, here we go. Um, this one's for Cody. You must defeat Shang Long to stand a chance! Exclamation point.
I'm making noise because you guys aren't talking in my absence. Um, I can make some random noises if you want me to. Yeah, I want to hear what you got. Maybe it'll trigger something in my mind. Oh, that reminds me. The answer is... absence i'm gonna go with shinobi again sounds right that is incorrect tim you can take the lead if you can get this one you must defeat shang long to stand a chance it could be something completely left of field but i don't remember any quotes in it burger time (laughs) (laughs) um I'm torn between two. I'm going to go with my initial gut feeling, which was Mortal Kombat. That is incorrect. That is the winning thing that Ryu says in Street Fighter 2. Okay. Street Fighter 2 again. I picked it again. That's another mistake because I've never won anything in Street Fighter 2. Therefore, I had no chance of knowing that. (laughs) All right. So this is that was Cody's. And you went, Tim. So now it is Tim's. This is Tim's question. It is four to four. Tied up. We have three more questions left, by the way. Okay. 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 This one's a little long. You ready, Tim? I'm ready. The fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight on a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has enchanted it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. I'll go with the Rocket Knight Adventures. Incorrect. That is incorrect. Cody, you can steal and take the lead. I will because you made it sound exactly... Like, what's his name? Dirk the Daring from... It's uh, Dragon's Lair. You got it. Woo! Cody is up five to four. That sound- you guys are neck and neck. That that The way that was written was that generic fantasy like garbage from like late 70s, early 80s, which is Dragon's Lair. And I did try to channel my inner... That was the narrator yeah, in that was good. the beginning of Dragon's Lair. I was impressed. Lair. We might have to redo the intro to the show and have Eric do that voice. <laughs> Okay, so that was Tim's question. So this one is Cody's. Potentially, is to, lock, to, potentially to lock the win. You, yeah, potentially. You, potentially, yes. Here we go. Man or woman, it's all the same. Power is beauty, and I'm deliciously strong. <laughs> huh. Deliciously strong. Trick question. This is a quote from Pixel Guide and Cody Hoffman said this. Um, <laughs> deliciously strong. Man or woman, it's all the same. Power is beauty, and I'm deliciously strong. Man. I have no idea. I'm going to say burger time. <laughs> that is incorrect. And I know you've played this game, Cody. Um, Tim, for the for the tie, do you know where that quote is from? He's, he even gave you a hint and said he knows I played it, so that narrows it down. Yeah, as you played a lot of games. <laughs> exactly. I didn't think that was much of a hint. <laughs> it technically was. Um, 
Can I have it just once more, please? Sure. Man or woman, it's all the same. Power is beauty, and I'm deliciously strong. Sound <laughs> 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 like Hannibal Lecter there. Fava beans. With a, with a glass of Chianti. <laughs> um, oh, I really don't know. Um, yep. I'll, so, I'll, throw, I'll throw an advert out there. Rod Man by The Future Was 8-Bit. There you go. <laughs> no, I like it. Well, free advertisement. <laughs> is it, it's not Clay Fighters, is it? No, it is not Clay Fighters. Good, and it if is I got it on what? my second guess, that would have made me mad. That is from a character... Let me. So, no, no points here, but let me see if Cody can get this. It's from a character named Flea. Flea. Oh, it's going to kill me when nope. you tell me. No, it's not coming to me. It's from Chrono Trigger. Huh. From Chrono Trigger. Okay. Okay. So this is Tim. Tim, you can tie this up, and then we'd have to go into a tiebreaker, which I have not prepared one, so I'm going to have to come up Don't with one on top of my head. I think you're safe, Eric. <laughs> tie or die, Tim. Tie or die. Okay, so I'm gonna st- I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna try to do the voice too. You ready? I'm ready. And I'm gonna do it horribly because I can't do this, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> Coin detected in pocket. That was brave of you, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm guessing from that it's an arcade game. <laughs> Um, is it Robotron? That is incorrect. Cody, you can even solidify more your win here. Pour some salt into the wound. Coin detected in pocket. Tongue Coin in detected in pocket. Can, can you say it with the correct voice one more time for me? Yes. Coin detected in pocket. <laughs> exactly how it sounds i love it um i'm final question let's just say tron that is incorrect it is from the attract screen on berserk back to back to berserk again you were close you're close to him thinking along those lines that was a good guess but not good enough cool cody congratulations you are the winner of catchphrase everyone's favorite game why thank you why thank you <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. And you both did really well. I mean, you both got a lot of them. I think we only didn't get one, right? I was. I uh, there we go. <laughs> I was hoping uh, that we would go to the uh, the 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 final tiebreaker round, which is: is it Tiffany or Debbie Gibson? I, it, that's what I was going to do. I was going to sing a song, and you tell me if it's Tiffany or Debbie Gibson. <laughs> so you missed out on me singing a song. Oh, man, Tim. Oh, well. anyway. Now we're all losers. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> You're all winners. <laughs> Good. Everyone's a winner stuff, if I don't sing. Eric, thank you thank so Thank you for the game much. show, Eric. You're welcome. Time for me to share my Coin screen. detected in pocket. Coin detected. And Eric's Coin detected pocket. in pocket. All right. Okay. We are going to, at this time, catch up. Catching up with Eric and Cody. And Tim. And Tim.
and Tim. Yes. <laughs> so this is part of the show where we talk to each other and say, hey, guys, and we pretend like there's no mics and we just talk. Um, so my first topic on catching up has nothing to do with retro because in between last night when Eric and I recorded the first show, which would at this point have come out on the 15th, and tonight, which we're recording the second episode for August, coming out on the 30th of August, um, I woke up in the middle of the night to my dog barking at a skunk in the backyard again as it sprayed into my door a second time. So I just oh want- my goodness. I don't know if I told you guys about that the first time, but a couple months ago that happened, and my entire house reeked of skunk on the most visceral, mammal, instinctual, upsetting level. And uh, it happened again last night. (laughs) Woke up at 2-something a.m. just going, oh, no. Um, So it smells awful in there. Uh, So we leave the back door open with the screen, and we have a water bowl right there for like our cats so they can get their outdoor barn cats and in theory they drink the water but also in theory the local skunks drink the water uh so when my dog runs at them and barks while they're drinking the water they spray through the the screen door and then run off and that's happened twice now so time to find a different place for the water bowl yeah It's nasty in there, and I'm glad I'm in the other house right now because it is something else. Uh, On a more retro-related note, and an opportunity to talk about our show sponsor, RetroRewind.ca. Tim, you can help us do the plug this time. I don't think you've ever done the plug with us. Uh, What what was that company? RetroRewind.ca. Oh, that sounds interesting. What do RetroRewind.ca do, Cody? Well, Tim, do you by chance have a Commodore computer or two or three? I have a plethora of Commodore computers. Very interesting. Would you be interested in peripherals and pieces to keep those Commodores running in tip-top shape? Absolutely, I would. Well, then you need to head on down to RetroRewind.ca. Um Wow. What 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 sort of things can I get from Retro Rewind? Well, let me show you, because <laughs> this is... <laughs> He's this, got a box full of goodies. This is liter- le- legitimately a, an advertisement and a catching up segment, because I got my first uh, big order here from Retro Rewind CA. I did buy with my own money. I know people like to say, ooh, you guys are you know world-famous podcasters, and although that's extremely true, uh, yes. we don't get everything for free. <laughs> Um, or anything (laughs) (laughs) so i just really quickly wanted to go through my box of goodies i did get my commodore 64 av adapter so i can plug this in the back of my c64 and break it out to the component level where i have my uh i can go s video out of my commodore 64 now i can go audio left and right as well as a comp video and i've got some uh mono and stereo options here there's a lot of stuff on here. Actually, I didn't even know this much stuff was on here. This is pretty cool. So I grabbed that and little Will goodie. that work with the Commodore 64 and the Commodore 128? Uh, you tell me, Tim, because according to this, it says a C64 on it, but I'm assuming it does. Otherwise, you wouldn't mislead me into answering this question. Yes, I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, yes. It yes, sort of does. The, it won't work with the VIC-20, but it should should work with the 128. And it'll work with the Commodore 64 side of the 128, though yeah. the the 80 yeah, column the 80 work. column VDC won't won't work. But yeah, yes, yeah. that's um 
yeah, that's normally out of the separate port, isn't it? That's the uh, yeah. the RGB port on the back that you get the 80 column from. Well, I can almost. But I love that device. I have that, and it's wonderful. I need to get one of those. And this one is it's very good. Is in a legit uh, enclosure. It's not a bare board like some of the other ones I've seen that don't have as much stuff. So lots of stuff. Nice little. I don't know if you can see my camera there, guys, but very nice unit. So, so does that have the retro rewind.ca logo printed on it? It has all kinds of nice printings on here that make it very clear what you're doing, what the ports are. It's just a great bit of kit, as I would say if I was a Brit. Um, super. Now, Tim, I'm guessing that some of your Commodore computers, if you were to try to fix some of the non-working ones up, they probably have a bad PLA in there somewhere. Somewhere. Yep. One of the, one of the uh, chips that makes the Commodore run. So you can go to RetroRewind.ca and buy, like I did, a neat PLA, which is a redesigned uh, chip replacement. So I have a, a number of Commodores, and a couple of them are almost working, and I don't have enough PLAs for them all. So I went ahead and bought one of these to give that a shot. That is cool. I did uh, buy the Diagnostic 4-in-1 cartridge which has either a dead test or a diagnostic cartridge, or you can hit the button here and swap it over to set one or set two, which allows you to do uh, a 1541 diagnostic cart as well as a dead test STID version 1.2.0, which is so cool that I have no idea what that part is, but I do know what the other three are. <laughs> um, and again... So is the, is, there's a, uh, Frank also does a version which is of the diagnostic which is double-ended isn't it? it he does this one is not it's got two switches on it um but there's a double-ended one that is uh, a dead test and a diagnostic on either side i also yeah. grabbed myself from frank at retro rewind.ca a um full actually this is really cool i'm, I'm very excited about this eric i get to give you your, your harness back because i've got a full commodore 64 and c128 harness kit to go with the dead test so look at that so i can test every port out on every one of my commodore 64s to get them diagnosed and up and running yeah um, that's that's awesome yeah really cool and again it all looks just the quality of the the casing and stuff it's really cool and then of course i got my 1541 transit cards <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because why not? <laughs> Which, honestly, these uh, I'm probably just going to staple on the wall in my bathroom where I have a bunch of like bumper stickers and posters and stuff because they just look cool. Um, and last but not least, I grabbed myself a Hitachi 6309 CPU so that I can upgrade the CPU on my Coco 3, which is not a Commodore computer. So what was that? Did you, did you say that Retro Rewind not only do Commodore stuff, but they also do Coco stuff as well? Believe it or not, Tim, yes, that is what I said. You heard it here, not first, but for probably the 132nd time. They do do Tandy Coco stuff as well. So I'm hoping to upgrade that chip. And Wow, that is fascinating. Now, if you, if you are excited now, Tim, I'm about to blow your mind because I got all this stuff 10% off. 10 per, a whole te How do you get 10% off? Well, let me tell you, but don't tell too many of your friends because I'm not supposed to be giving this out. When you I check out, <laughs> check out with code PG10, which stands for Pixel Gaiden, 10% off. PG10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Did you say PG10? I said PG10. 
I will certainly do that. Thank you. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> Thank you to Retro Rewind.ca. <laughs> Eric, you got some new acquisitions as well. I do. And uh, I have been having a blast with this. And I've been pretty excited because I haven't mentioned this on Twitter or anything because I wanted it to be a surprise. And I'm hoping it leads to uh, maybe a segment next month. But I went and made a bid. There was, there was one of these on sale on eBay. And I, there was a make an offer and I, you know how like eBay will tell you how many people are watching it. There was four or five people watching it. So I was like, Oh no, you know, I'm not going to get this, but there was a make offer for it. And I said, okay, um, I'm going to, I'm going to make an offer on it. And I, I did a very low offer because that's always where I start. You know, I go low and then we go back and forth. I think eBay gives you five tries or something to negotiate a make offer. You've been lowballing again, Eric. I was lowballing them. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm going to bleep that out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what is this? I I lowballed it, and he took it. The first offer, so I was like very, very pleasantly surprised. Now, in my mind, I was like, "Uh, "This is going to be a dog," because you know he's not going to let this thing. Why would this guy let this thing go for so cheap? I got it, and it looks like it sat in a box or something for since it came out. I mean, this thing is pristine, clean, beautiful, works super well. It is a yes. 3DO. 3DO. Nice. <laughs> I was an tired of 10. I was tired of being the only Pixel Guiden guy that didn't have one of these. This is an FZ10, Panasonic FZ10, which we have we all have um, the FZ10 uh top loading version of it. So this is the real 3DO from Panasonic FZ10. Came with the controller, which is right here. The controller is also in mint condition. That's the right Very one. Nice, nice. Um, and then it came with one game. Ooh, a real game. Road Rash. Oh, that's the same exact one I Road have. That, that must have been the pack-in yep. at the time. That must have been the pack-in. I think it. I think it was the pack-in game. Um, have you played it yet? So yeah, no, I've been playing it like crazy. I burned a bunch of games yeah. and I've been playing a ton of games. And then there was a game I wanted to have because I've heard it's like the shining star on the system. So I went and got an original version. I got Star Control 2. Yes. Um, with with the manual and the map. Nice. The map's folded up in here. Nice. So I got the original manual, the map, because y- you need the star map. I mean, this thing is like a space exploration game. Um, gets rave reviews, and the 3DO version is, like the DOS version doesn't have the voiceovers, like the voice, like, uh, but the 3DO does, because that was kind of the, the, the shtick with the 3DO, is that it had like the CD audio and stuff like that. Awesome. So I got Star Control 2, and then one other thing I got with it, but wait, oh, there's more. There's more. Or it's still but I haven't gotten it yet because I had I actually ordered it from Japan. So one of the cool games on the system, and I know this doesn't interest you guys as much, Fighter. is Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition. And it's it's a very, very nice version of that game. And so I went and got a six-button fight controller. Cool. You know. So, um, and the one that is from Capcom, this one is made by or branded by Capcom or made by Capcom, but it's made to play that game. So that's on its way from Japan. I just had to have that, uh, because I want to play Street Fighter on there. 
But no, I've been playing games like Gex. I played uh, one of my favorite games of all time that was on DOS is on the 3DO called Perfect General, which is a strategy game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that was on the 3DO, but I downloaded it and played it, and it works great. Played Samurai Showdown on it. Um, what other games? Um, I've just been trying out games, like burning games and trying them out. Um, but I was hoping you guys, now that we all have 3DOs, maybe we can do six good 3DO games That's next month. That's a great idea. I was going to say, now we can stop leaving 3- Sounds good 3DO me. off the list. So, uh, But straight up switching it yeah, over and doing... Yeah, because I figured I know... Yeah, it might be a nice opportunity for Tim to to play some of the games and get get into the 3DO. Absolutely. I want to get 3D 3DO physical. You're going to make me sing now? What I did there, what I did there ce- celebrating Olivia Newton. Olivia Newton John. Let's get physical. Oh, that's right. Physical. That's right. I was about to say, was that Tiffany physical. or Debbie Gibson? <laughs> that's not Debbie Gibson. <laughs> no. that, is, that is Olivia Newton John. Right. Cool. So that's it. That's, that's all. Cool. I took a long time there because I was very excited about it, but it's a 3DO and I was pleasantly surprised. It's in mint condition. I'm really, I, one thing I really like about it is that it is, looks so good on my CRT as well. I plug it into my Toshiba back there and See, it I, looks just bright and brilliant. That's why that's the only way I, I play uh, retro games is on a CRT because that's, that's what they're made to do and they're, as long as you have a working one, it's cheaper that way too. You don't have to spend on money on adapters and things. And anyways, yeah, I agree. Cool. Excellent. Tim, if you look at your screen, I'm highlighting a thing so I don't have to I say it waiting, out loud. I was waiting for the setup, there, Cody, but you don't. <laughs> no, that was my. <laughs> that was my bad. I didn't transition you right. I am sorry. That was my responsibility. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So this month or was it last month uh yeah it's probably last month now actually um and uh, begin end of july uh vicky pixel vixen is over here at the moment uh she is visiting from uh japan um hopefully going to catch up again with her maybe tomorrow or sunday before she goes back cool um but uh yeah uh we met up um actually a uh she was uh at skating she loves skateboarding now um so uh she was at a skate park uh in early in the morning and uh went down and met her there um and then we came back here um and then we just sort of like spent most of the day just playing games and and chatting and all that sort of stuff just catching up um ironically um <laughs> one of the things that we played is you'd think that you know being in japan she may have uh, had exposure to this and and uh, you know uh, played it or something like that um and uh yeah we we uh played on the x68000 oh yeah um so we got got that going that was really nice um so we played some games and we finally found um the uh the turbo tomato uh, game that I'd been kind of remi- uh, thinking of, um, yeah. and it, it was um, Psycho Pigs UXB is the version that actually came out over here in the UK, and that came out on the eight bits. Um, All of them? Uh, I can't remember the exact title of it now, but um, uh, it's it's essentially it's like a, 
uh, I don't know, you've got like pigs running around on the screen um, and you've got like these little time bombs um, and they've got numbers on them. So you run over and um, the idea is, is to explode to the other pigs basically. <laughs> and uh, you, you pick up uh, the bombs that, that have got sort of like the lowest number on them, throw them at the other person, at the other, other characters on the screen and then try to get them to explode. Um, sounds really simple, complex, uh, comp, um, idea but uh yeah it's, it's a good good fun is addictive game multiplayer then so it's, everyone's throwing bombs at uh, each other or is it i don't i don't know but I, you can only i've only got one controller on the on the x68000 so you might might be able to do it on keyboard or something like that but but you said it's on it's on other eight bits as well right yeah, it's on other eight, but but I haven't I haven't played any of those other versions. I've I've not, gotcha. not had a chance. It seems like a good multiplayer opportunity. It for, yeah, I was thinking of doing it for tea time with Tim. So if I do, then I'll 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 venture into some of the other versions. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. So we um uh, just played on some some of the X sixty eight thousand, and then um Eric using the uh, Game Boy adapter for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, we got out uh, Tetris and we hooked up a link cable. So Vicky was using a Game Boy and I was using the GameCube. Um, cool. we, we were playing two-player Tetris link. Uh, so that was good fun. So, yeah, I was catching up with Vicky. That is awesome. I'm glad to hear you got some use out of that. <laughs> so Vicky, Vicky visited me. So wh- wh- where have you been visiting, Eric? So I've been, I recently went to two different um, game stores and one I bought something. So I'll tell you guys about that later on uh, in catching up. But I went to Fair Game and I was, I asked them, hey, do you, I'm, you know, I'm really looking for an Atari Jaguar. Do you know anybody that has one? Because they didn't have one at Fair Game. Um, And that is a local store here in Citrus Heights. Um, So anyway, I, They said, no, you can, but, you know, I know there's a guy here locally that has one and um, it's a company, it's a store called Computer Booter. And so he was like, and it's located on Fair Oaks Boulevard. So I went over there and I actually, it was, it was, I don't know, less than half a mile from this place. And I, I had been there before, but they literally like fixed computers. They weren't a retro gaming store. Hmm. And this was maybe like five years ago, four or five years ago. I went in there and they have a ton of retro gaming stuff. Really? Wow. In fact, they had a, um, they had a Vectrex. It wasn't for sale, but it was just sitting on the counter. Oh, but Tim, that's the first time I ever, it was the first time I've ever seen one locally. And so it was computer booter on Ferox Boulevard go in there and there's like three guys working there. They have a ton of stuff. Um, one, they did have an Atari Jaguar, but it was still in the box up on the wall and they wanted $499 for it. So that's okay. Needless to say, I, I did not take it home. (laughs) No, I did not take it. If it was complete in box, that is not a bad price. Yeah, well, I don't have four hundred million dollars <laughs> to spend, so just, I, I looked at it and I was like, "That would be cool," but I'm not, I'm not doing that. But they had a ton of like Game Boys, like all the different shells for the Game Boys. Um, they, he said that he had an Amiga in the back that he was still working on, an Amiga two thousand. Wow. Um, which again, I've never seen in a local store no. at all. Like I just haven't seen one. Um, 
just and I, I talked to the owner and he's a super friendly guy i i talked to him four or five years ago when he when the shop was just pc stuff and you know i talked to him briefly and then i left the store and i hadn't been back in four years and now he's selling retro stuff and he's got a ton of stuff so huh. anyway i just i thought it was a pretty neat there's a lot of stuff in there i haven't seen locally at all and uh had fun perusing his shelves but I didn't buy anything. I didn't buy anything at that place. I bought something else, but I'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Yeah, I'll need but, to. Um, I'll need to get out there and uh, make sure I pillage the entire shelf before we let this episode air, and everyone else in the area knows about computer booters. Exactly, and you know he had even Tandy stuff. He had some stuff, and really, I didn't see any. But he might have even had some Coco stuff. Coco Speaking stuff, of Coco, you say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Quick. Tell us some, something about Coco. Well, I don't have much to say, unfortunately, but my Coco 2, I talked about lap, last uh, month. Uh, yeah. Thought it might be the RAM and figured I'm, I'm going to do the, the RAM upgrade on my Tandy Color Computer 2 anyways to get it from 16K to uh, 64K. So I bought the 64K RAM kit, um, replaced all the socketed RAM, and then there's one little jumper you have to close to update the system to 64K. Did all that and turned it on, and it did not fix the problem of the computer not working. So, although I did the upgrade, I still do not have a working Coco 2. And that's where I am. <laughs> um, however... You know what? That sounds like a job for Frank at Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. No, I'm I not- bet if you sent that to him, he'd, he'd have that thing fixed up in 30 seconds. Luckily, it is all socketed chips, so I think... If I can find the right chip, it should just be an easy chip swap. Um, so gotcha. what what I am doing is a, a self advertisement for uh, Pixel Guide N, where if you join our Patreon <laughs> subscriber uh, list for only three dollars a month or more, you'll get access to our Discord, which is where I'm going. Uh, there happens to be a forum on there uh, under the Amigos, uh, one of their shows for the Coco Show. So I hopped on the Coco Show, and uh, there's a couple of people in there that know their stuff, and they asked me to upload a screenshot of what my Coco looks like on the screen, and they might be able to help direct me on what to fix, and so I have to do that. So that's where I'm at on the Coco. Um, but working on the Coco has kind of been a bit of a trip, kind of like Tim just recently went on a trip. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Look at that handoff. <laughs> Yes, we went to uh, Scotland, all the way up north here in the United Kingdom. Uh, and we went to the lovely city of Edinburgh. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a had a nice holiday or vacation, however you want to call it. Um, and whilst we were sort of like uh, killing a bit of time in Edinburgh um, after, I think, where did we go? Um I think it might have been to the, what they call the world of illusions and the camera obscura center. Um, after we'd finished that, um, we were sort of like looking around for things to do. And I just did a quick Google search just to see if there was any retro gaming shops in the area. Um, and there came back one, which was called backtracks, music and games. Hmm. And Sounds promising. The, now I looked at the pictures on site <laughs> <laughs> and laughed and uh man this place is a, is an absolute treasure trove um, really 
how do I, I I think I can share the screen here can't I uh, let me unshare then see how, see what you got here yeah I'm kind of intrigued by the world of illusions whoa <laughs> wow look at so so this shop <laughs> it's just absolutely bonkers it's a <laughs> tiny tiny little shop and i'm not kidding you this this I, I mean i did have a brief chat with him but he was he was talking to someone try i mean he he sells bikes you know uh, push bikes pedal bikes outside the shop as well so interesting talking to someone about that so uh literally danica can get around the shop but no one else can because you've got to, there's just like rows and stacks and stacks of uh vinyl tape um cds dvds all this sort of stuff um and it's uh, I, I don't think he knows half of the stuff that he's got in That's the shop awesome. it's just been there for years and years and it's just literally stacked high um so uh for the listeners we're looking at a few photos of this shop um if you're curious just um google backtracks music and games in edinburgh um and then you'll see these photos for yourself um now uh, I was just looking through some of the stuff there and I, I didn't really have any intentions of buying anything. We would, because obviously we were limited on what we can bring back. Um, but there but. was some um, Amiga stuff there. Yeah. And he had like, I don't know, uh, 50 or 60 full boxed Amiga games or something like that. And there was a copy of Lemmings, I think. Um, and there was one other thing there. So I managed to interrupt him at one stage and, you know, say, Oh, how much are you looking for these? And, uh, yeah, this guy knows, you know, he's one of those, I know what I've got kind of things. Okay. So it's like lemmings, a box version of lemmings was like 30 pounds or something like that. It's like, okay. All right. So yeah, that's probably eBay price. And then that led me on to, I was like, right. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 I'll drum up the courage and ask, uh, one of the pictures you've got here, as you can see, there's a, a really nice mint box, uh, Nintendo 64. So that's still in the shop along with those games. They're all still there in the shop. Yeah. In fantastic condition. Um, so he had like a copy of Mario Kart and all that sort of stuff. So I thought, well, I'd like a full box copy of Mario Kart. Who wouldn't? Um, Mario 64, um, Mario Kart 64. So I asked him, how much do you want for that? And I was expecting sort of like, you know, 60, 70 pounds. It's like 115 pounds. It's what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you clearly don't want to sell this stuff, do you? You know, unless you get some someone come in there with a, with a great big much, bunch of stuff. I'm not saying that they don't sell on eBay for those kind of prices. But, you know, you kind of go into this shop and you're thinking, oh, I might get, they might get a deal here, might get a deal. It's, no, no. <laughs> So and and I've talked about this before on the show, on the podcast. When you go into a place and you see that much good stuff sitting on the shelf, <clears throat> it's there because it's priced higher than people people are willing to pay. If there was a deal on yeah. there, that stuff would be completely gone. gone. And the only thing in those huge piles, from the floor to the ceiling of stacked games, would be like uh, NFL '93 and uh, <laughs> right. FIFA '02. You know that kind of yeah, stuff. Well, the first thing Danica and I do when we go into somewhere like that or go to like a, what we call a car boot sale or a yard sale or whatever you want to call it is we, we do spot the FIFA. Mm. Spot so the FIFA. There you go. Can get, spot the first copy of FIFA. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, he had, he had he had tons of different copies of FIFA. But yeah, I mean, you know, from a purely if you do happen to be in Edinburgh at some stage, um, I would recommend going in there just for the the sheer wow factor of it. If nothing else, you know, it's just piles and piles and piles of stuff. Yeah, so, it's like a yeah, it's just utterly fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like Diagon Alley for Harry Potter fans, right? Where you go into the the wand shop and like pick something up and blow off the dust and you're like this hasn't been touched in like 10 years absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely like that i mean awesome. it's, it's just crazy you know yeah k- kudos to the guy i've got no problem with it you know it's, it's his shot run run it however you want yep um you know it's, it's just fascinating it's, it's just amazing just to uh, stand there and look around i mean i i couldn't stay too long because um my wife donna she she was just kind of like standing outside and just getting extremely huffy about it so, <laughs> so yeah we spent we, we pushed the envelope as much we could we spent about 10 minutes, <laughs> around, so. ten minutes. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that that was my adventures in edinburgh we also went to the zoo there um and uh, danica finally got to see a real life panda so she was absolutely stoked about that oh cool um, so uh, that's awesome yeah we had a, we had a good trip cool so whilst i was there there was a great big in the apartment we stayed in there was a massive great big lcd screen on the wall can you believe that i can believe that that's that's insane thank you for the (laughs) lead-in so i i posted about this on twitter so if anybody's interested in this uh you can check my twitter feed and i kind of did a um like a little posting with pictures and little videos as i did this mod but I did a Game Boy Color LCD screen install um, on my Pokemon uh, Game Boy Color. And it just had the, the typical screen on there, which I really don't like. It was very hard to see unless you were standing in sunlight or directly under a light. And as I do with almost all the handhelds that I have, um, I swapped the screen out. And this one was probably one of the easiest ones to do. Um, the the key thing is when you're looking on eBay or wherever you're buying your screen, make sure you get the one that says that you don't have to modify the shell because a lot of them come and you have to cut the parts of the shell away to fit the screen in there. This one does not. There's a bunch on there that, that you can get that this one probably was around 50 bucks. Um, it took me probably 15, 20 minutes and just because I wanted to be very careful um, very easy install. And now it's a very super bright, um, very super bright screen. Uh, you can see it from across the room. It lights up. Um, and I've been really enjoying it. I've actually been playing a few little games here and there. Um, and that's it. Just to modify another game. I think the next screen I'm going to modify is going to be the game gear. And I know Cody, you were kind of interested in doing, your game gear as well. So game gear is in uh, need once I do all the research. Yeah, it, it definitely needs a screen and it's, it's a little more involved. These ones are literally drop in, plug them in. You're done. Yeah. The game gear is going to involve some soldering, some other daughter boards that have to fit in the case. Fun stuff. Um, so that one's going to take a lot more, more effort, but it's going to be worth it. I, I cannot, that's one thing that keeps me from playing games on the original hardware for handhelds is the screens are typically horrible on these things. 
So all these aftermarket uh, mods are are awesome, and I'm going to do every handheld that I can. So Game Boy Color's down. Game Gear will be next, probably within the next two or three months. So how long do they take you to do? Uh, this one took me like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. This one was super easy. I mean, there was nothing to this one. In fact, I kind of was kicking myself because I really want to do an audio mod as well. You you can solder in a resistor, and then sometimes you can get a different speaker and change the stereo jack on it so that you can get cleaner sound output. Probably should have done that when I had it open, but um, I probably will do that down the road. Cause I, I actually do want to do some game or some music creation on this using LSDJ. Um and which I have a cartridge for, uh, and I want cleaner sound output out of it. So I'm probably will do an audio mod on this one at some point, but, um, but it took me about 15, 20 minutes on that one. Uh, the wonder Swan, same deal. Neo Geo pocket color was about the same, same deal as well. So cool. Yeah. Speaking of cool, Cody, tell us about some games. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was lame. Sorry. <laughs> I got a couple of quick pickups. I did grab another Evercade cartridge. It was the Morph Cat Games Collection 1. You know how I like my modern indie games. These are all uh, games that did come out in the last couple of years on the NES. Uh, primarily Micromages, which Eric, you, myself, and your son Sam played all the way through, which is a whole lot of fun. That was fun. Uh, good yeah. multiplayer game. Uh, and then there's a couple on here, and that's some. First of all, some new Micromage levels are on here that were not on the original, so oh, that's cool. cool. And then three other games. Uh, two of them. One of them is actually a demo, which is kind of a bummer. I don't like having a demo on a cartridge I paid money for. It's just weird to me. But it's called Super Bat Puncher, which that sounds cool. Um, <laughs> right, punching a bunch of bats. Um, Why can't it be skunk? Right, I'll, I'll punch some skunks right now. Uh, a game called Space Goals, which I don't know a ton about, but looks kind of cool. Uh, but I'm really excited about this game. I've heard amazing things about it. I know it's really short, but people love this game. It's called Bobol. It's B-O-B-L, but the O has an umlaut, so Bobol. Yeah, you can't see it because the light on this thing's too bright. Um, anyways, excited to play that one. What's cool about this one in particular, though, I noticed that the case is fat and like wouldn't close right. And when I open it up, it actually also has like little uh, playing card like type things in here for their ID cards for all of the micro mages. <laughs> oh, nice! So it's got that's pretty cool. It's got feelies. Feelies in there. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then well, I don't even know what this is from the the bat puncher game. It looks like, but it's a, a ID card for beef. <laughs> I don't even know what that means yet, but beef, beef, beef. Give me some beef. Uh, so excited about that. I did uh, pick up a physical copy because it went on super sale for like 13 bucks on Amazon of the new um, Alex Kidd remake they did on the Switch. Yeah. Playing. I have that digitally. I don't have the physical version. Yep. And it's one of those versions where they have the original uh, on there, but also um, kind of brand new hand-drawn uh, graphics for the whole thing. But the gameplay is identical. So I could really see how, since they did not modernize the gameplay of the new-looking version of it, uh, that a lot of people who tried it who've never played it before would be very turned off by it because it's very antiquated. The <laughs> um, one thing I do wish they changed, if even if they didn't change anything else, was the what they call the Jenkin matches or the uh, rock paper scissors matches. It's mm-hmm. still got to be that thing where you have to write it down or memorize it, 
And so you're just going to fail until you come back to that point over and over again. It's like a broken mechanic from an, a long ago era they need to get rid of. I wish they just literally just, um, you know, made it a boss fight, like designed a boss fight. You could just beat the bosses and it made sense. But anyways, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to mention on here, this is a kind of a bizarre one, but um, I didn't even realize this was the thing. Uh, apparently, now this is tangentially video game related. Um, but Tim, you might have known about these in, back when you were a youngin. But there was a series of books. Now, I, I was always familiar with Choose Your Own Adventure books. But there was a series of books called Fighting Fantasy Books. Have you heard of those? Nope. No? Okay. I never heard about these. I randomly heard about these on a whim. They were actually created by um, the guy who made... Oh, what's his name? Oh, shoot. Um, You know what? Let me just look it up right now. It's important. Fighting Fantasy. Uh, Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson. Yeah, that's right. Steve Jackson. I, I thought that's where you're going to go with this. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and continue. And then I've got some something to say about that. You're, so you're familiar with the fighting fantasy books, huh, Eric? I am. Yep. Okay. I had never heard about them. And when even when I went ahead and ordered one of these off Amazon, it, it it's like UK is everything. It's it must have been much bigger in the UK. I don't know why it wasn't really over here as much. And I, I didn't think it was at all, except apparently Tim or, uh, Eric's familiar with them. But they're yeah. they're like choose your own adventure books, but they're straight up like single player D and D adventures, basically where you're flipping back and forth through the book. But depending on which uh, paths you choose, there could be creatures and orcs, and you have to roll dice, and you have to beat. Um, you have to actually have your character sheet where you roll your, your stats and your fighting characters and gaining loot and adding that to your inventory and crossing things out as you use them and potions and the whole thing. So it's really like one player D and D. And I just, like, shed a tear for my younger self who would have died to have books like this. Like, why did I not know about these? These are the coolest things ever. Um, And so the one I bought, I was looking through it. One of the most popular ones is uh, a title. And there's, like, 40 or 50 of these titles. uh, But it's a a title called... uh, Where's my sheet here? There it is. Uh, Warlock of Fire Mountain. Which is also the name of uh, that Switch game that I, I downloaded, and Eric, you eventually downloaded as well. Didn't realize that was based on the Fighting Fantasy book of the same name, but now it makes sense. Uh, so anyways, my daughter and yeah. I have been playing that. I, I mean, I was playing it by myself, and she hopped in to see what I was doing and ended up joining me in the adventure. And uh, we were reading the story out loud and rolling dice and getting excited together. So uh, pretty darn cool and now it makes me want to go back to play the the game on my switch and see how it compares to the pen pen and paper version yeah i i i downloaded that and i had fun with it it the funny thing is it's very expensive but then it goes on sale all the time and the sale is usually like dirt cheap yeah i got it for two bucks yeah i think i got it for about the same but it goes as high as like i mean it's like almost like a full price game like 24.99 or 34.99 or something like that um at normal price but it goes for super cheap every once in a great while. And I just happened to catch it on a down cycle. So I had a lot of fun with it. And then I knew about those books when I was a kid, like, cause I was really into the choose your own adventure books. And then I yeah. remember seeing those Steve Jackson, that series of books. I didn't have them myself, but I remember seeing them. I, they might've been in my library at my, at mm-hmm. my uh, 
school. So yeah, we we had the same thing. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, it's not it, at the time it wasn't something that really interested me. I'll be honest, um, but I do remember playing some of those uh, choose your own adventure books and that sort of thing. But it's not something that I ever really um, involved reading. yeah i was partially interested in the choose your own adventure but they were kind of too simple but this was actually like pen and paper and you're drawing maps and you're trying to beat the book like that would have blown my mind as a kid and it kind of is nowadays too (laughs) but anyways that wasn't that was tangentially uh video game related i might have gone a little stray that's a, a little stray. Wow. <laughs> hey. Leading me in. Thank you. So um, I, I have to admit, I was doing the, what is it, a FOMA? Is that what you said? Like FOMO, the, fear of missing out? FOMO, fear of missing out. Fear of missing out, yeah. So I saw everybody in my timeline on Twitter like talking about the game Stray, um, which is on PS4, PS5, and Steam. So you can get it on the PC. So I downloaded Stray. Um, I went and bought the game on Steam. Um, and loaded up and I haven't had a lot of time to play it, but it is a game where you are playing, um, as a cat Oh, and you, you, you can't talk, you can't do anything. So the buttons are mapped to things like you hit a button and it will rub up against somebody or you hit another button and it meows, but there is a game to it. Like you are a cat and you're going through this, you're, you're with your other cats, a bunch of other cats, and then you get separated from them and you're in this dystopian future um where there are no humans left on planet and it seems like i think i'm pretty sure it's planet earth but you there's just robots like androids and stuff around and you're trying to figure out what happened to everybody what happened in this world and you're doing it from a cat's perspective and one thing that caught my eye when i was watching videos on twitter and and of other people playing is that even if you don't have a version of like a like a beefy PC with a huge graphics card or whatever this game still looks amazing i mean it is mainly down to the content like the way the world looks um and it they they just did the art in this game is amazing like the the just everything around you the the like the the plants and the 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 buildings and it is in parts of the game it's a lot like a platformer like you are like a 3d platformer like you're because you're a cat you're jumping from part to part like you know like you're scaling the sides of buildings by jumping from windowsill to air conditioner and this and that and a lot of it is a lot like just uh exploration platforming um, but I, I'm only about an hour into it cause there's a tutorial. Um, but I'm digging it so far. I just haven't had a lot of time to play it. Um, uh, so I'm looking forward to coming back to this one. And, uh, it, it seems like it's going to be one of those great experiences in gaming. So anyway, stray, if they, if you guys are interested in, uh, a unique game, this one looks like it's going to fit the bill. I, and if I've, you're a cat person, it's definitely in your wheelhouse, that one. That's right. <laughs> it's a cute so, little See this kidding. parkour kind of platforming thing? Yeah, so I've, I've heard of Stray, and I never actually looked in it. I'm watching this video, and I instantly want to play this. And I know my daughter will play this with is, it, too. Yeah. So. This is actually really cool. Oh, definitely. Like, and it's, I, I want to be a cat. 
<laughs> now I want to be a cat. Yeah, and you are a cat. You can't talk. You can't do anything. Like this little robot companion starts to follow you around to to help you on your quest and everything because there's only androids and stuff. Uh, but it it just it looks so cool. Like <laughs> I, I I just there's Ooh, nothing else part. to say other than yeah, visually it's just really cool. Yeah, look oh, at all those CRTs. These old like com- computer monitors. Yeah, check that out. I'll be honest. Actually, the first half of this video looked really cool, and then when they started like, you have a rob- flying robot friend, and you have androids. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I thought we were just a cat. Like, I kind of took are it a cat. A, it just took me a step too far. I don't know. Like, you're I just a cat wanted, in the future. I want to be a cat in the now and just be a cat. <laughs> Anyways, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I can't find a good way to transition here. Um, <laughs> you know who has 89 cents, but in England they call them pence? Could that be me? Tim. <laughs> <laughs> or at least he had 89 pence. <laughs> I did, yes. Yeah. So um, this kind of alludes a little bit onto what I'd said last month on catching up. Um, and the best 89 pence I think I've spent in a long, long time has been on Crash Drive 3. Um, one thing, uh, go back to kind of what we talked about earlier is um, we went to, uh, on our trip to Edinburgh, I took the Switch with us and um, uh, Danica really got into the game as well. So she was yeah. playing a lot of this um, on the because I took the dock as well. So uh, we were playing that on the big screen. So she really enjoyed that. So yeah, Crash Drive 3, I'd really recommend it for like 89 pence. And I didn't realize it's actually a mobile game as well. So you can get it on uh, on iPhone, Android and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, don't, don't know quite what the experience is like on that. I haven't really played it on the mobile. I did download it, but didn't really get a lot of chance to play it on that. But anyway, yes. So Crash Drive 3. So that's probably the best 89 pence i've spent in a long time it looks cool yeah now the worst worst 89 pence i'll I'll just i'll just say here i am no good i am absolutely no good at coding and all that sort of stuff i tried on the amiga back in the day and i just failed i just don't seem to have a brain for that don't have a brain for much anyway um so i've got to say you know, whatever someone does, if they actually manage to get a game and release it, then, you know, that's brilliant. It's better than what I could ever do. But <laughs> but <laughs> there is a game that um, kind of teased me on the store, on the Switch. Um, and the title is Galaxy Revo. So you look at it on the store and you think, oh, it's like a, you know, a, a, an old school sort of like more like a console shmup. And you think, oh, that looks really good. I'll, I'll download that. Um, and it's a, it's, a, I think you've got the video running there now. It looks <laughs> okay, but it, it's like, oh, I, I don't know. It's like it's made, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a shoot 'em up construction set game. Yeah. on the switch basically. I was say, when you said it looks okay i was like does it look okay does it? maybe in a yeah, still shot it yeah, looked maybe. okay i'm i'm trying to be nice i'm trying to be positive positivity tim positivity <laughs> no tear into it what here's my thing once you d- program or design or do whatever you do and then you decide this is worth people's money 
now you have opened yourself up to whatever criticisms people who are consumers have. And now you can, you, you paid the money and now you are (laughs) at right to criticize. So do so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This game stinks. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't look good. I'm going to say that. It's no good. It is no good. Um, it is really, really basic. Um, it, it just throws stuff at you. There is some, there are, there are some power ups and all that sort of stuff. Even the control dynamics haven't been sorted. Um, you can't, you, I couldn't use my pro controller with it. I could only use it with the uh, controllers docked. Um, to restart the game, you can't, you, you would normally like press A or start or whatever it is. You've got a tap onto the screen, onto one thing on one particular space. Um, so yeah if this was free fine no problem um i'd probably pay play it a bit more i know it's under a buck or whatever 89 pence and it's it's not going to break the bank but you know when i I got three or four games of 89 pence last time and uh, i've one of those games i've just looked put hours into and then i look at this and i'm like (laughs) why There's like literally like five different sprites for the ships and they just make these random movements all over the screen. And some of them have shields that look like little ninja stars, which I don't understand. Yeah, it's it it looks really bad. It's like a technical demo. My favorite part is one of the ships, they just literally blow it up to half the size of the screen. And it's super fuzzy because they didn't like... They literally just... They've not scaled it. They're not properly. scaled. They just, just, they blow just it up. literally blown up the spray. <laughs> they didn't scale it. And then if you've noticed, whenever a ship explodes, the explosion's always the same size, whether the ship's giant or small. Like, the explosion's always the same size. Well, that's, just, that's just Amiga. <laughs> um. so anyway, th- this it's worth the 89 pence for content for the show. I there think. we go. So there sure. we go. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part is that we found a video of it on YouTube. There was only one I could find. We are the 45th viewer of this video. <laughs> and they made sure to point out that this video is a is gameplay at uh UHD 4K 2160p. So, yeah. <laughs> this is some high quality video of this game. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, high definition crud. <laughs> My goodness. That's funny. There's so, nothing anyway. like there's nothing there like seeing go. a turd in 4K. <laughs> turd in 4K. I just wanted to touch really quick Brilliant. um Cuphead, the delicious last course. I talked about it last time, how I downloaded it, and I have started to play it. Um, I literally started, I think, three days ago. I'm halfway through it already, and it is just as good as all the original content. It's just more of it. Um, and and you, can, awesome. you can be the... Uh, here, I'm trying to get some, some video of the gameplay <clears throat> eventually here. Instead of being just Cuphead or Mugman, now there is this... Uh, I can't remember her name, but this... Uh, like a cute little girl teacup you can play as as well um but i continue to rave about this game and the art and how it looks like just old uh you know old american cartoons from you know the the early 30s and 40s um man it's so cool it's so and it's but as as it is before it's a bunch of boss battles they're rock hard you have to play them over and over and over again and you get slightly slightly better each time until you beat it after 45 minutes to an hour and if that doesn't sound fun to you um try it and if it's still not fun to you okay but gorgeous game it's one of those one of those games where you look at it and you think is that actually a game i can play it looks like a movie or a cartoon doesn't it it's amazing it's just 
it's my it is mind-blowing it's one of those you know you get these things where they're trying to get ultra realistic graphics and all that sort of stuff but then when you get something like that to me yep. making a game like that where you can play which is like a cartoon is more exciting than actually seeing the the realistic skyscrapers and cars and all oh, that yeah. sort of thing you know I, I love all of that but this i mean i've not played cuphead i'll be honest with you but just looking at it from a from a technical perspective and you know graphics and and where we've come that's you know it, it's just one of those games that just looks amazing it's like it looks like an you know a playable disney movie or something yeah. like that doesn't it so cool so cool it looks amazing um moving on cool. let's see um eric do you have any defense for what tim just said that's that didn't work very well. <laughs> so i did go a little crazy with buying controllers because technically i bought three controllers this month one was the one i discussed already the capcom one for the 3do and then this one i bought locally because it was a pretty good deal at fair games um this is the sega um it's a Sega wireless controller, but it has plugins for USB as well as look at that box, um, as well as Saturn, and it comes with this really fancy uh, box here. That box is way cool. What was the brand on that one? Yeah, and then you can. It's a trans. Oh, I'm sorry. The brand on that. Who makes that? This one is uh, Retrobit. This it is, is Retrobit. Retro okay. So it's got a translucent, smoked-colored. It's from like the, you know the smoke-colored Saturn that came mm-hmm. from uh, I think what was that from Tim? Is that Japan? I think they call the, the, the skeleton. Or, or is that, that's a Japanese one. It was a Japanese one, yeah. That's right, yeah. the Japanese one. So that's what this is modeled after. It's a six-button. But the cool thing is, it comes with this cool carrying case, and it comes yeah. with the Saturn plug as well as the USB. So I, I wanted to get that because because I really want to play it on the Mister. Use that six button controller on the Mister as well as plugging it into my Saturn and playing the games on the Saturn. Um, so that was one controller I got. Works really well. How much was um, that? I want to get one of those. That case is really cool. This one was this one was twenty nine ninety nine local it? shop at Fair Games. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm gonna have to go pick one of those yep. up from them. Can you get those online as well? Can you? Yep, you can. I think online they're usually around thirty two ninety nine. I mean US dollars. And then that's why when I saw it locally, I just grabbed Heck it. Yeah. Um I was expecting fifty. This bucks. one I've been waiting for for many, many months. This one is from our friends at Retro Fighters, which I think <clears throat> they've been knocking it out of the park with the controllers because they had that awesome Dreamcast controller. Um they have th- that awesome N sixty four controller, and now they have this one is the Retro Fighters. Um, PS1, PS2, and PC and Switch controller. So it looks like it's a standard PS2 style controller. It kind of looks like a Dual Shock. Has the D-pad. Switch Pro controller. It it looks a lot like that. Other than the sticks aren't in the same position, Mm -hmm. but the D-pad works and it it feels really nice. Uh, It's got the triggers. It's got the. you know, it's basically like a PS2 controller. But the cool thing is this comes with a PS1, PS2 wireless dongle for the actual console, PS1, PS2. Also comes with a USB dongle so that you can plug it into a PC or your Switch, play it there. And it's 2.4 gigahertz. It is, I think, a, a really good deal. I think this was just north of $40, like 40, 42 or $44 or something like that. 
Um, and I, frankly, I, I'm looking forward to using this on the PS2 uh, because my PS2 controller is a little, little rough shape from from usage. But I've been playing using this a lot on the Mister because of the PS1 core on there. So playing all the PS1 games like uh, like Twisted Metal 2 and stuff with this is feels really nice. Yeah. So those are the two controllers I got. I have to month. say that uh, they make first of all Retro Fighters makes great stuff, and the Dreamcast one we have you and I I think both got Eric, and then the Nintendo 64 one evokes yeah. the sense of that system very well. This one doesn't seem to. This one doesn't feel very PlayStation to me. I think it, I think like you said, Tim, it looks like a great controller. It's very like a it's almost Switch Pro like, um, but it's black rather. Well, I guess some of the more the PS2 was black, so I guess that's the case. But yeah, and it's got the Dual Shocks in the right spot. But aside from that, it it doesn't look like a it doesn't evoke PlayStation vibes to me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've used it, and it's a it's a competent controller, so it works pretty well. Sure it Speaking is, of working stuff. really well, uh, I worked about these games, on right? some games with my daughter. Um, nice. Yeah, just a quick touch up. Um, if you remember last time, Claire, my daughter, and I were doing the the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, Shredder. Was it Shredder's Revenge? And yes. we finished it, and the game is uh, fun. And there's replayability. There's reasons to go back and try to play it again with other characters and do different things. So that's cool. Uh, continued to be not a hard game all the way through. In fact, I'd say the last boss, which is typically like oh, the hardest boss, um, not in this game. I wouldn't say it was even half as hard as most of the bosses in the rest of the game. So kind of odd how easy it was all the way through, but it was very fun. And then um, I've played more and more of that Hades game. I still really enjoy it, but I'm at the point now where I put so much time into it and it seems like I'm still so far away from being able to finish it that I'm kind of burning out on it, to be honest. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. That's exactly what happened to me. I, I loved that game. I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. I love the story. I love the graphics. But I got to a point in the game where I didn't really get stuck, but I was slowed down quite a bit, like yep. a tar pit. Like I was like slowed so down. And then I kept going back and having to go back and doing this and that. And I eventually just burned out on it and I just moved on. I, I didn't finish it. I, I mean, I liked the game, but I didn't, didn't have any desire to keep going. And it sounds I, like me on most games. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a hard time allowing myself to do that. But realistically, I think I'm at the point where I'm not having fun with it anymore. So I need to try to find a way to break myself of it and move on. So that's where I'm at with Hades, unfortunately. Uh, Tim. Speaking of being hot, hot as Hades. There you go. <laughs> yes. So it's really hot over here, um, which is uh, kind of good because it's preparing me <laughs> for a different climate altogether. Yes. <laughs> Can you feel the heat, brother? Climate that I've never experienced before. And that is, I think we've alluded to it a few times, but we've never really kind of like back referenced it or anything like that is... Uh, in the next, well, by the time you guys hear this, it will be literally about 10 days away. Uh-huh. Um, I am coming to California. California bound. Yes. <laughs> we are looking forward to it here. It's going to be Tim Day, Tim Week. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've got uh, nine days over uh, with you guys. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. It's going to be so cool, and I'm glad <laughs> you're able to been- make it. 
yeah it's it's been in the in the making for a little while um a few things have kind of bumps along the road but we've managed to sort all that out um and yes so uh from the uh, sort of like beginning of september I'll, I'll be over to see you guys um i think we've got a few things planned um some games we're going to be playing and uh obviously hopefully we're gonna we're gonna because it's coincidentally it's kind of around the time that we normally record as well so we'll Perfect. be able to do a recording or two in person uh, yeah i'll make sure to make it out there we'll go all show up at uh, cody's house and record it all live that'll be a lot of fun yeah yeah. So I just have to ask, quick questions with Tim. Let's pretend perfect world, this is live to tape here for our viewers, perfect world, you know, outside of, of course, just hanging out and, and playing games and drinking beers or whatever. Uh, if you could make one or two things happen over here in California, what, what would you want to do? Um, I, well, the, 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 I don't know. I suppose the usual things is... Uh, I've I've always wanted to go to San Francisco, yeah. so that's something I've been thinking about um, because I'm a big 49ers fan. Um, so I would like to go and see uh, where 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 they are. Um, I was hoping that it might have tied in with the game, but that's just not going to happen because a it's super super expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is and, pricey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was hoping to do that, but that's 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 not going to happen. Um, and unfortunately, and- it's not in San Francisco either. <laughs> no, no, I, I saw that. I thought it was the I thought it was Oakland, but it's actually not. It's kind of like completely the other side of the bay, isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, it's closer Santa- actually to um, Apple, isn't it? Cupertino and that Santa Clara. Like- yeah, it's it's you yeah. know depending on traffic, it's a good forty five minutes from San Francisco with traffic. Yeah. With so exactly. obviously it used to be in in uh, in San Francisco at one point, but yeah, it was Candlestick Park. Yep. Which that place was held to get together with uh, duct tape and bailing wire for a yeah, while. I bet it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing. What's the other thing that comes to um, mind? To be honest with you, I, I'd just like to just see some of the sites and, and all that sort of thing. Just just taking a, a, a different a different place to be really yep. it's just just and uh, you know the whole point of the trip is to hang out with you guys so um you know that's that's one of the main reasons for doing it so um i'm, I'm easy going i'll go with the flow you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll just see see how it goes awesome i know eric and i want to force you to play some nerdy board games with us too so absolutely yeah yeah i want to <laughs> do that want to want to get into board games it's, it's funny gary and i keep saying you know well, I, we need to because he's got literally shelves and shelves full of the things um so we do say at some stage we're going to do that so uh maybe if we 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 crack crack open a few board games while i'm over and then maybe i'll yes. get a bug for it oh they're good <laughs> they're good yeah and you got one so last piece go, of news so. as well so if if anyone's got any suggestions for me while I'm over in California, please let me know. Um, and uh, yeah, like I say, we're going to try and do some recording um, and it's going to be my turn to do the game show as well. I'm going to be Perfect. hosting the game show whilst we're over there. So <laughs> that's awesome. going to be brilliant. But you can do it like... You a, can hear me. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say you can do it like Double Dare and you can request some physical challenges. I don't know if you guys had Double Dare <laughs> over there or not, but... Well, I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll bring a few bits and pieces of kit over as well. I think so. If we can turn them into videos, then that'll be even better. You can bring your 3DO controller, and so can you, Eric. And we'll daisy chain them and have three-player 3DO action. 
That would be oh, fun. Oh, mind That'd blown. That would be a lot of fun. And, and Eric, I'm going to bring my Game Boy over so you can you can modify the screen for me. Perfect. <laughs> we're going to have a modified par- party. Yep. We're going to we're going to we're going to mod everything up the wazoo while I'm there. That is great. I'm looking forward to you humiliating us in the game show in person. <laughs> and we Sweet. got one last video that uh, that you wanted to mention here, Tim, which is pretty neat. Yep. Um, so uh, th- this turns out to be the Doug show as usual. <laughs> so uh, Doug from 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast, who is an awesome YouTuber, a great bloke, um, and uh, uh, also show patron. And poker of ribs. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we've uh, done a swap um i've sent him a commodore 64c and uh it should have actually arrived yesterday but didn't because i screwed up my address when i sent it to him oh, um, so it's we we've um we're waiting for that to come through at the moment because i've had to update the address on the parcel um but he sent me through an amiga accelerator which i was hoping to do tea time with tim on that and that's why i was delayed with that so um that's that's turning up in the next few days so hopefully i'll be able to get that sorted um uh, but yes uh, he put out a video uh talking all about the commodore 64 and mentioning the podcast quite a bit on there and uh doing an ntsc and pal comparison um and of course my my view differs strongly from doug's um you know <laughs> Doug was saying that, that the ntsc is how the game should be played but it's not, <laughs> it's how is where those games were made and that's the speed that they're meant to be played at um and if they're running faster then they're running faster than intended that's why the modern games get fixed for ntsc i agree there, there we go that's that's my take <laughs> doug <laughs> <laughs> i agree wholeheartedly <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are we are caught up sufficiently at this point, which means we have one last very important task, uh, Pixel Guide and crew, and that is to battle some systems. Battle of the systems. <laughs> And Mr. Tim, if you could go ahead and reiterate what our battle is this month and perhaps give us and some dry stats. We we do need to do one important thing first, though, and get another beer. This is true. Drinking of the beer. We've only had one beer on the show, and I'm getting angry. And actually, no, it's funny. I just realized there's another item here I completely forgot to put on the news. So I'm just going to... I don't even care to wait at this point, but I got myself... A RetroTink device. Oh, yeah. I already had uh, one RetroTink, but uh, actually I wanted Tim to see this one, but he's uh, magically hopping uh, <laughs> out to go. It must be he's in the restroom or something. He's no longer on the camera. But I got the RetroTink for one main purpose, and that is because I have these monitors behind me that are supposed to be used for the Amigas and stuff with SCART inputs. Um, yes. And I have all the SCART adapters. But uh, none of the monitors work, so all my SCART machines do not work right now, including most of my Amigas and my uh, Amstrad uh, that Tim helped send to me, my Amstrad CPC. So I really wanted to play some Amstrad. There's been a ton, a ton of Amstrad stuff that's come out 
recently, like new Amstrad games I really wanted to try. And so I said, you know what? I might as well get myself a SCART to HDMI solution. So that's what this is from RetroTINK. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'll be putting on a flat screen. And uh, just a sad bit of news, RetroTINK, I never knew this, but the reason it's called RetroTINK, do you know, do you know what the name was from? I do not. I do not. It looked like Tink is, was the name of his bunny, of Mike's bunny, but uh, I saw the other day, a few days back, Tink passed away. Oh, so Retro Tink is now in dumb. honor of his beautiful floppy-eared bunny. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's cool that he, he has honored that bunny that way. But he, that guy, I think his name is Mike Chi. Yes, you are correct. And uh, that guy is awesome. I mean, I've followed him. The funny thing is, man, it, it is it is very hard to come up with any new um, gadgets and products and stuff. And this guy puts his heart into it. And there'll be so many people criticizing little stupid little things about about the retro tank, which which, by the way, is almost universally applauded as being an, an amazing works device to. Yeah, and it just works, and there's very little to fiddle with. It just works, and, you know, I don't know. I The guy gets down sometimes because of some of the things that people will say online. I, I wish, I just wish he had a little bit thicker skin, you know, because, I mean, he he doesn't deserve the abuse that he gets. I, his products that's, are amazing. That's I love just them. the internet, unfortunately. No. Yeah. So, nonetheless, exactly. I will start with my beer, Eric, which is none other than the one that we had last episode. I have another... Moonraker, Pie of the Beholder, Strawberry Rhubarb, Kettle Sour Ale, one of my favorite desserty beers. Very good beverage, yeah. maybe not a good quote unquote beer, as we say. So Yep. I'm cracking my and I am doing a, I am doing a retro rewind beer because we Ooh. have had this on the show before. I'm doing a rogue hazelnut brown nectar, which is my favorite from the rogue brewery. That is a good one. That um, is a good one. Yeah, the Rogue Brewery is where is it? It's in That's Portland, Oregon. That's Portland, Oregon. I've I've been there. Yeah. We took the there's the blue line, the yellow line, the red line, I can't remember, but I took a bunch of uh subway trains or they're, they're not subway, they're above ground trains, but it was cool. It's pretty cool. So yep. And uh so that is the beer that I'm having next. And and cheers, my friend. Cheers. And Tim with his cheers. coffee. <laughs> Vision Users Club. All right. Let's go ahead uh, and talk about some dry stats for this battle that we started eight minutes ago but haven't talked about yet. Yes. <laughs> Lead us into that, Tim. So the games. We battled uh, KC Munchkin or Munchkin in Europe uh, on the Philips... Um, video pack. That's what you guys called it over there. Yeah. And we also played Munchman, not Munchman 2, Munchman. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I, uh, I, the, I talked over you there, but it, so yeah, over here it's the Magnavox Odyssey 2. And what was it in the UK again? Uh, it was the vi Philips Video Pack 7600 or something like that, but it was definitely the vid Philips Video Pack. Gotcha. Same, same um, machine, just different... Uh, Different branding. Different name, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, so, uh, yeah, so we also played Munch Man, um, which was a cartridge release for the Texas Instruments TI-99-4A. 
which is a computer as opposed to a game console. So kind of a first on the show here, putting a putting a computer versus a games console. Well, you say that sort of, yeah, yeah. The the video pack had a had a keyboard on it. I at least over here, to my knowledge, there wasn't any software for it though. It was all game packs, and maybe some if you want to call the edutainment games where you typed in like answers. Yeah, but yeah, it, so it's not was, a computer. There was sort of like math games and oh, maths games. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we going to start, guys? Uh. Let's go with Casey Munchkin. Let's go with Casey Munchkin. It's first on the list. Okay, it's first on my list. Yep. Okay. Um, So uh, this, like I say, uh, called Casey Munchkin or Munchkin in Europe. Um, It was published by Philips Magnavox in 1981, which was before Pac-Man on the Atari got released. By the Um, way, by the way, (laughs) if we haven't mentioned it recently, these are both Pac-Man clones, which is the whole point of this battle. Battle of the okay. Pac-Man clone. We haven't said that yet, but it, it's kind of key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ki- kind of key. Um, but yeah, I was good. there's a little bit about that. Okay, anyway. okay. Um, so this is a maze-based game uh, played on a single screen at a time. Uh, the basic idea is to control Munchkin around the maze and eat the munchies <laughs> and avoid the enemies um, that are called munchers. <laughs> you kind of there's there's a working theme going and avoid being munched yeah uh the munchies move around the screen at uh increasing speeds each time uh one of the um the dots the munchies is eaten um there are also blinking munchies that when eaten allow munchkin to eat the munchers this is all confusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you move around, the maze uh, walls of the maze are invisible, so you have to stop to see the walls to work out where to go next. Uh, there are also moving door points that open and close doors uh, to the next part of the maze, so you have to wait in that spot for the door to open uh, to the correct part of the maze to get to the next part and consume the munchies. Uh, there are different modes that you can play in, a programmable mode that you can create a maze yourself, and also a random mode uh, where the computer will generate a maze each time it's played. Uh, back in the day, there was an inevitable comparison between this and Pac-Man. There no. you go, there's the link. Uh, <laughs> in fact, Munchkin was released a good year before Atari, who had the license for uh, from Namco to produce the in-home version of Pac-Man. Uh, this caused a massive lawsuit between Atari and Philips, with Atari eventually proving that it had s- uh, enough similar tropes to Pac-Man to force Philips to withdraw the game from sale. Uh, not a lot of reviews back in the day, uh, but I could find one from class- the Classic Gamer website, which was back in 2011. Um, and in summing up the review, they said, overall, Casey is pretty fun. The moving dots make um, gameplay a little more interesting and building your own mazes is kind of cool. It's also one for the Odyssey, um, uh, one of the Odyssey's best games. Um, and and they sum up saying, how many munchies can you munchkin munch before your munchkin is all munched out? Wow. <laughs> how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Indeed. <laughs> so there we go. So that's the stats on Casey Munchkin or Munchkin. Uh, Eric, what do you think? 
Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing this game. Um, the construction set where you build your own maze is a bit useless because you can't save your mazes. So you can build a maze and fart around with it for a little while. And then when you turn your console off, the maze is gone forever. Cool. You can't save them. Um, so th that with that said, though, the game itself is is a blast. And um, <clears throat> you, you basically explain the gameplay. I mean, it's not like a um, it's kind of a I don't I don't want to say random maze because it's not. But the maze is definitely more diverse than something like in Pac-Man where it's symmetrical and um, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, it's more, more maze-like rather exactly. than sort of like just a, a series of tunnels. Yep, which feeds into an interesting dynamic in the game in that, um, I th and you correct me if I'm wrong, is it every 10 levels like the maze will start to disappear? That's right, yeah. yeah. Yep, so like every 10 level, like every uh, I 10... Think was, uh, I think it was 10... I think it goes 10, 20, 40, and then 60 or something like that. I okay. There's 60 levels in total. Yep. And because the it's more of like a kind of random maze, like when that happens, it's not easy to navigate around the maze. At yeah. least I, it's very tricky. But that, I think that it adds an interesting dynamic. Um, overall, I really enjoyed my time with this game. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I, it is one of those games you just kind of want to keep going back for more and trying to get a little better at. Um, I, I had, I had a ton of fun with it. What'd you think, Cody? I have a few things to say. First of all, I want to describe the game as I like to do sometimes in a less dry way, more of a, here's my gut feeling what I see. The maze is much simpler because the video pack or the Odyssey 2 just doesn't display that many pixels on screen. So mm -hmm. it's a very, it's like a half the size of a normal Pac-Man maze. Um, yeah. Also, that, that center divide, that little center box there, that opens up on different sides every few seconds. I never saw a reason for it to do that, because you never like had to go in there. Um, the dots floating around was, I guess, unique, but kind of frustrating. But the dots typically just sit in the corners. There's like three dots in each corner. Um, so while I respected a lot of things they did there, uh, from what I'm seeing here, I'm not seeing a huge amount of varied gameplay now. That's where I want to get to my second point, which is I thought I owned this game. And I pulled out my Odyssey 2 and plugged it in and got ready and went to my shelf and grabbed this game, which is the one I do own, Casey's Crazy Chase. This is not Casey Munchkin. <laughs> version, isn't it? Yeah, it's the up updated version. Yeah. So I did not actually play this game because I waited too long to, to realize I didn't own it. And then quickly tried to figure out how to play it online or something and couldn't. So, I did not play it. I apologize. I am a slacker. Um, so, is there more to it than just this one maze I'm seeing? Because it, it seemed pretty repetitive. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, there's different mazes. So, so like yep. Eric said, you can design your own mazes. There's a di couple of different game modes. Um, there's up to, I think we would we were just saying that there's there's... I think it's around 60 um, and then at different points in the uh, series of mazes. So at like 10 at 20 at 40 at 60, um, you then get the maze, maze goes invisible. Um, mm -hmm. So you've kind of got to guess where you're going. And the only way to find out where you're going is to stop. Yep. Um, when when you stop, then it reveals. Yeah. Yeah. But then that, that obviously means that the ghosts or the enemy protagonists can catch up with you. 
Um, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. So here's my question for you then. How come all the videos, and there's plenty of videos on YouTube, they all showed the same maze? Is it like you have to play that maze a few times and then move on? Or I'm trying to figure this out. You don't know. Huh? The, oh, the see, mazes, a, there is variety in the mazes. Yeah, yeah. See, that one's different. Yep. I finally found a video where they show more of it. Um, this is from the yeah, No yeah, Square game. Just the, those videos showing the first level. So if the maze yeah. changes like that, I love that. Um, and it, you're right. You actually change. get locked in little sections of the maze that you can't get out of until the walls randomly decide to open yeah. for you. Um, yeah. Do you ever get to a point where a ghost was just following you around in a circle because you couldn't get out? You're just waiting for the order to open while screaming at your TV? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. This game was a blast, and and to tell you the truth, I didn't play. I don't have an Odyssey two. Yeah, how do you um, play it? So I, I played this on my, on the Mister. Has an excellent core that does the Odyssey two. So I played it on the Mister. Yeah, I, I played this on uh, on an emulator on the PC. Um, I'm trying to find which one it is now. It's got a bit of an odd name, like oh, there's where the PC Cody where, where the maze goes invisible yep so i see there is a maze that kind of flashes so you do realize there's a maze there kind of yeah the only reason it flashes is if you stop it reveals the maze and then when you're moving it hides the maze <laughs> this is pretty cool um yeah another thing there's I a lot of cool stuff in it another thing i noticed in this game and again purely from watching video you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but unlike like pac-man you're not you don't have to constantly move you can actually stop in place I'm guessing yes. it's when you press like down or up or something against a wall, it just stops and he stares at the screen like your character looks at you. So yeah, oh, oh. You've, you've got you've got it you've got to stop um, because you you get into one of those boxes and then um, especially when it's invisible um, because then how do you tell which one to go out of? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like in Pac-Man, you stop if you hit a wall, but you can't stop mid you know mid corridor or something. Yes. In this game, you yeah, can. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love how he looks at the screen. I think that actually adds a lot of character. Yeah. And I love that this, the screens are varied. Um, so even though I have not actively played this game, this looks to me like a game I could get a lot more replay value out of than Pac-Man. Yeah. And from, by the way, from what I read about the legal battle, they were really focused on the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, the characters, the monsters, the way they flash, the way the muncher looks, the, the your main munch guy. Yeah. Um, because the game is way different than Pac-Man. Mm. I mean, it really is. There is there's not a lot of. I mean, other than it's a maze and there's pellets and the pellets move, it's it is quite a bit different to Pac-Man. So I kind of I don't know. I think the lawsuit is kind of kind of crap. I mean, this is it, it, honestly if 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 the people that designed this game would have just created the characters and made them look different than monsters and, and a pack dude, this game would have been able should have been able to skirt that those requirements. Right. I mean, I think it, what we got to remember is that obviously back at those time, uh, the video, not that it wasn't anyway, but you know, that was big business back then. Mm -hmm. And Atari were obviously, you know, really, really keen on protecting that IP um, for the 2600 um, to bring out Pac-Man because obviously that's going to be an absolute massive game when that came out on the 2600. So this came out before um, and kind of stole the march and stole their thunder a little bit, I guess. So they system really seller go after this. Yeah, yeah. 
um, because it's, it was it's potentially detracting from the sales, I guess. And who knows what they paid for the license for that. So you can kind of understand that they're wanting to protect that. Yeah. So although I don't feel like I can actively give a review for a game I haven't actually played, my review will be this. I'm strangely attracted to this game to the point where I'm going to go buy it. I'm going to buy a physical copy. Um, yeah. And I'm going to mod my Magnavox Odyssey so that I can plug it into my standard TVs because right now it's purely RF out, which I only have like one small TV that can play RF out systems. So I'm going to figure out how to do that. And um, I like buying... I mean, Odyssey games are super inexpensive because nobody wants them. Uh, yeah. So I'm probably going to try to find a box copy. I'm noticing... My Casey's Crazy Chase here has a Legacy Toys and Games sticker on the back. So that's when I got it from uh, the local Elk Grove toy store there. Or not toy store, but used video game toy store. Yeah. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was there not a recent Commodore 64 remake of this where it had the original version and then a more up-to-date version? We had, I'm sure we, I'm sure we played that couple of months ago i have not played this game uh but you are correct munchkin 64 I think. may 2nd munchkin 2022 64. munchkin 64 i do remember seeing there the art go. there yep yeah um and i remember this but and that was why i was really pleased that we got to got to play the 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 uh, the odyssey version or the phillips version because uh, i can remember playing this and it was you know, i was really intrigued by this it was a good game yeah there's a commodore version which um, is it just me, or do the colors look a little muddier on this version? He went there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the video capture. <laughs> it actually, so it's funny because um, we're looking at the Commodore version now, which is modern, but all the lines are thinner. Like the video pack, there's so few pixels that everything's much chunkier. Um, yep. So it's got kind of that's, a cool look to it. it. Looks good. Yeah, I want to get. I want to get the. I think I'm gonna get this. I mean, I have the second one here in my hand, which actually looks cool too. But maybe we're gonna throw down some Casey Munchkin when you come over here, Tim. I don't know. Sounds good. So out of uh, 256 dots, I want 256 because of the whole kilobyte thing. How many? Uh, how many dots does this one munch for you, gentlemen? Um, I'm going to go with 180 dots. Okay. Yeah, so you went with 180. I, I'm, I honestly, I was thinking of that exact number in my head. I was like, eh, if it's 256, I was like, it's probably gonna be about 180. I, I, I'm just gonna go with what I was thinking, 180. So I'm huh. gonna match Tim there. Okay. So by my quick math, that's like a C minus. Um, yeah. I'm surprised. Like, I guess not. This is why I did not. Um, rate this game is because I didn't actually play it because I just looking at it, I would have given this like a B plus but you, you guys actually played it and enjoyed it yeah yeah absolutely yeah I did enjoy it actually I need to show you something I just saw let me see if right there I don't know if this was done on purpose or not but we're looking at the C64 version of Munchkin 64 do you guys see the maze that says C64 <laughs> yes, indeed. I yes I do see it <laughs> that's cool <laughs> All right, so our first game right. gets 180 bytes or kilobytes out of 256. So, what is our second player? So, our second one. Um, this is Munchman, uh, released in 1982 on cartridge for the Texas Instruments TI-994A, written by Jim Dramis. 
Um, and here is the game description from the box because I thought it's quite interesting. Uh, four cunning who knows are in hot pursuit of your munchman while he races to an energizer to change the attack. He can make it. Oh, sorry, can he make it safely, or does his fate lie in the mouth of the who knows? <laughs> like <laughs> early eighties video game lore here. Yeah. Uh, so Munchman is another Pac-Man-like maze game, uh, but with a slight difference. Uh, this time, instead of chowing down dots, Munchman must link a chain all around the maze to complete the level. Uh, along the way, he must avoid the different Hunos on each new maze and grab one of the four energizers in the shape of the TI logo <laughs> and then allow Munchman to chomp the Hunos. In level 20, 40, and 60, so that was probably me thinking the previous version in Casey uh, Munchkin, so maybe I got that wrong. So in level 20, 40, and 60, the maze is invisible and there are no chains. Instead, Munchman must eat all the TI logos in the invisible maze. Uh, this gives the odd effect of showcasing the maze at first but slowly hiding the maze as the player rem removes the indications of the maze paths by eating the TI logos. Uh, scoring on this, there are 10 points earned for every link of the chain made. Uh, 70 points are awarded for each of the four Texas-shaped energizers eaten per level. Uh, 100 points are given for the first Huno munched, um, 200 for the second, 400 for the third, and 800 for the fourth. Um, and for every 10,000 points earned, an extra Munchman is awarded. Uh, couldn't really find any reviews on that. Um, so, uh, Cody, you, you first on this one. Did you did you actually play this one? I did play this one. Did Danica play this one? No, Danica didn't play this one. <laughs> <laughs> I see her watching from behind you right now. She's peering. Good morning. Uh, sorry to, to break here, but I know uh, I wanted to congratulate Danica on seeing her first real-life panda bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted, wanted to congratulate you on seeing your first real-life panda bear. <laughs> um, so I did play this game, and what I'll say about it for, for the listeners who are not watching it, it is a very white game. Um, it is... The, the maze is stark white and outlined in pastel blue. So it's kind of a, it's a, a visually interesting version of Pac-Man. It looks very, very different. And when you talked about linking a chain together, uh, that's a clever way of them saying we didn't want to get sued. So instead of eating dots, he adds a chain. It's basically the opposite. He's basically placing dots all over the map instead of eating dots from the map. Now this yeah, creates that's exactly what they did to avoid. That's that's the reason why they did it because the original development version of this was where they were actually just putting okay. eating the dots. Now that's fine, and I, you know whatever I like, I, I appreciate the cleverness there. The problem is the chain is sometimes hard to tell where you have not connected it, and you're trying to avoid these ghosts who are eating you while going. Where's that last bit of chain I didn't connect? Because I can't find it, and I can't stop to slow down to look. Um, that becomes kind of a thing. I also love and hate the fact that TI is so kitschy that they'll put their own logo in all their games. <laughs> I yeah. love that fact. <laughs> More just, of that. It's literally the state of Texas that you eat, and it flashes between the state of Texas and the the letters TI. Um, 
Uh, oh, and the other thing, which if you mentioned it, I might have missed it, but that was key, was that you, you move around at a good Pac-Man speed, but when you go back over your own chain that you've already created, you go a whole lot faster. And uh, which was first was cool because that gave you kind of an advantage if you stayed in your lane. Uh, but it got to the point where it was so fast that I actually had a hard time making corners. <laughs> um, it might have just been the controller I was using. I don't know. Um, it was a pleasant enough game. It uh, To me, it was very much like Pac-Man in the sense that I played it a few times. So I'm like, yep, I know this map already. I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with this map. Um, I think that's all I have to say about it. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Eric? So the game is much faster than Casey Munchkin. I mean, it, it, the, the resolution is higher. So, you know, your, your character is much smaller on the screen. Um, it, I had a hard time controlling this. I mean, when, just like you said, when you're skating, skating on your chain, I guess is what what you want to say when you're skating on your chain, it, 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 it's, it's very hard to make tight corners and tight turns. And I found myself, um, and I played this on my original, my real TI with the real joystick and everything. And, yeah. Um, oh, that was, real joystick was, is was, something. Yeah. It, 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 it was tough to make the, the corners. Um, other than that, uh, the game was a lot of fun. I do like the visual. Um, it the maze is kind of made with art that makes it look kind of three D, where they're raised walls and buildings to isometric. It's definitely not isometric, but it looks like a kind of a three D, like it's coming out at you. Yeah, yeah. Hard to explain. You'd have to take a look at a video to see what we're talking about. So I, I did. Yeah, I did like that a lot. Um, it, I, I hate to say this, but it was almost a little too fast for me. Like it, it I wish there were, it, it's kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, it, it was, it just made it a little harder to control than, than what I would have liked to see. So that wasn't just me. You saw, you felt the same way on that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But faster is better. It's blast processing on the, uh, the Magnavox Odyssey too. Exactly. I mean, when you if you were just looking at a still shot of this and Casey Munchkin, you'd be like, oh, I mean, Munchman's way better because the graphics, it's a higher resolution. It the the characters are smaller on the screen. I mean, you can pack more in the mazes are more big. They're they're larger. Um, so you're right. You know, if a screen, a, a screenshot, a still screenshot, you would have picked this game to be the, the better game for sure, because it looks better. Here's a perfect example on the screen right now. The character, to me, I cannot find where the chain is broken, but it is not connected yet. Where is it? Yeah. I I still can't. I paused it. I still can't find where the chain is broken. It must be. Oh, it's the TI logo right here. That's where it is. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Because it's still still blinking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the other thing is that the logo is normally the same color as the chain that you're laying down as well. So... (laughs) How about you, yeah. Tim? I mean, uh, I I quite enjoyed this one actually. Um, not uh, it's I I I the pace I didn't really find too much of an issue. Um, I played this on uh, the wonderful real TI that Cody uh, sent over to me, so thank you very much for that. Um, I used my joystick adapter, so um, I was using 
I think my TAC2 joystick. Um, but one thing I have, I don't know whether it's a problem with my TI or whether it's um, the joystick or what, I don't know. I tried another joystick, but it seemed to be intermittent where I could actually get this, uh, get the joystick control working. Um, hmm. and part of that problem played out on my, on my burger time video is that I had to use the Q key on the keyboard, um, to, uh, spray the pepper, um, with the joystick button just wouldn't work. So I, I don't know. I need, need to investigate it a little bit more hmm. anyway. That's by the by. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really have that much of a problem with the speed of the game. I think that's really just, you know, part of it. Um, I guess the only thing that was a little bit annoying is the the enemies the who knows are can be a fair bit faster than you um so especially when you're not on the chain as it were um it's a bit easier for them to to catch you um one thing that we haven't said is that they do actually transform so between mazes they turn into different uh shape or character who knows <laughs> um so there's there's different different characters on that uh so they look like different enemies that are chasing you um, yep. if you look at the title screen uh where it says munchman the munchman is written in like the, the characters isn't the it? different yeah. characters yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is is completely um, ugly and garish but all ti 99 splash screens are ugly and garish <laughs> Right. So it's just the, part of the console. One of the things that really annoyed me, and it just reminded me about this, is that it's in between when you've been gobbled or munched or whatever you want to call it. Um, it says, "Are you ready?" And then you've it's either got a very long pause, or you have to press space on the keyboard or something like that. And if you're then not able to control your joystick so you're pressing space or something like that and then you've then got to bring back and that delay is just about enough where they they've caught up on you already um i don't know if you guys came across that or whether i was pressing space and i didn't need to but i don't think you needed to i think it would do something i think it was just a very long pause i remember waiting for that pause like five seconds it's like are you ready and you're like do you need a response (laughs) Like yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm pressing the space bar or whatever. Yes, go, go, go. I want, I want to get going again. Um, so m- maybe that was just me. Maybe I was just being impatient and just mashing keys just to get it to go. And it didn't. I didn't really need to. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought it's perfectly fine. Nice playing game. Um, yeah, th- me personally, I actually prefer the look and the style of um, of Casey Munchkin. Oh, it's a better looking um, game for not, sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's not, although it's not a high res and all that sort of thing. I I, I prefer Casey Munchkin for the, for the look. Um, and I almost feel like the look was probably another effort to separate itself from Pac-Man to avoid lawsuits. It's like, no, Pac-Man is on a black background. In this case, you're a ye- uh, instead of yellow guy, you're green on a white background. You know, yeah. just another thing to completely differentiate it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. so I think we're ready to put a score out of 256 kilobytes. I'll go ahead and give my score first since I didn't get to give one, and we'll do an average, right? Okay. okay. So just to make it that much more difficult, I'm going to give this 180. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to give this one um, 140. Oof. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it more than that. So I, I think I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a one sixty-five. 
These are brutal. All right. Well, I think if we average that out, I don't think I need to do too much math. I think uh, Casey Munchkin is the winner. Yeah, and if I can be, if I can tell you reasons why I mm-hmm. scored both pretty low, I'm not a fan of Pac-Man. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and I hope I hope Doug comes out of the woodwork and attacks me for that. No, um, you're going to say I'm not. But, a, I'm uh, not a huge fan. He's going to be like, did Eric just say he hates it with a passion and he wants to put Pac-Man on a stick? <laughs> I'm going to attack him for exactly. the rest of the year because of that. I, I was never a big Pac-Man fan. I thought it got very, very much better with Ms. Pac-Man. Um, because it wasn't so so uh, you know pattern based, mm-hmm. um, but now again, that, I'm not that big. Of a, go ahead. I was going to say, I, so I completely agree with you on that, which is why this game is the same map every time, and the fact that yes, Casey Munchkin is. changes all the time. That's what intrigues me about it. Yep, and uh, me too. Again, I, mean, I haven't that's why played I it. it higher. Yeah. Yep. So I actually like the gameplay of Pac Man, but I always beat like two levels, and I'm like, wait. Same level again? Oh gosh, darn it! You know? But overall, like like you, Cody, with the fighting games, you don't like fighting games, so uh, yep. you probably score fighting games pretty low. Well, True. I don't like maze games like this. So, you like- other than Wizard of War, I love Wizard of War. But we talked about Ladybug multiple times. Did you like Ladybug? I love Ladybug. I do. I like Ladybug a lot. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. I'm, we have I'm a winner. I'm in the middle. I, I don't. I don't mind a Pac-Man game or a Pac-Man clone. Um, it's not something I generally go out and search for. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind it. Um, I can. I can sit there and play it on, for a few goes. But it's one of those games where you kind of you pick it up, you play it, you run run with it for five, sort of like five ten minutes yeah. or something like that, and you yeah. think, yeah, okay, I've played that, got the idea of it. It's another another Pac-Man style style game uh one that one that i do go back to and i'd recommend it if people haven't played it before is jelly monsters on the vic 20 yes that's a great one <laughs> absolutely brilliant <laughs> now yeah, that is really good if you want to pay play a legit 8-bit pac-man if you want to call it a clone and we've talked about it on the show but a legit good one is the 8-bit version that was released for the nintendo two years ago one year ago Pac-Man Championship Edition. Mm-hmm. OMG, that's an amazing game. And the map is constantly changing and dots, trails of dots pop up in different spots and there's all kinds of achievements and all kinds of stuff. And it's a legit NES ROM. Yeah. So that is that would be my, my pick for this genre. Do you guys have any other honorable mentions? I like doing honorable mentions in these. Hmm. I guess you mentioned Jelly Monsters. I have Pac-Man CE. Yeah, what was that one on... Um, I, I, I think that might have been the one uh, that I was... T- man. Can't remember what I'm talking about here. Um, and Ladybug. We mentioned Ladybug. Mentioned Ladybug. Wizard of, or, I mean, Wizard of War isn't really like that. It's more of an attack in a maze kind of thing, but I love Wizard of War. I always have. I still haven't, um, I still haven't played it, Eric. Oh man, I love Wizard of War. I don't know why. It's not that that complicated of a game. It's not that in depth of a game, but I love Wizard of War. Um, what was the Pac-Man game? Was it on Nintendo that, um, like, Baby Pac-Man or something? Or? Oh, Pac-Man Junior on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Pac-Man Junior on the Atari. That's, That's the a great one. game. That's a great game. That's, That's my favorite Atari Pac-Man for sure. Yeah. Cool. And I, th- I think my 16, my favorite 16-bit version is Pac-Mania on the Amiga. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a it's a pretty game. That's that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to go back to that one. I know I've touched it, but that was kind of like a a Pac Man, or was there a Pac Man Deluxe? That's what I'm thinking of. I'm, yeah, I it was a Pac Man Deluxe, but Pac Mania. If you look at it and look at the arcade version, all that sort of stuff, it's it's a very faithful version. Um, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Pulling up now because I'm good curious. Music in it as well. Oh, it's like an isometric yeah. one. Okay. Gotcha. But don't play the ST version because there's like half of the screen is taken up with a HUD on the right hand side, whereas the Amiga is like full <laughs> screen. I think it's even overscan. I think it even goes out into the borders from memory. Well, now Doug loves you, so you're good to go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he won't argue with that. All right, gents, that is an episode of Pixel Gaiden, episode 89 in the books. We'll be coming back at you September 15th with episode 90, in which we'll be covering 90. other things. Episode 90. Uh, in fact, 90, can you believe it? I'm sure we'll find a good battle of systems, Eric, for you and me to do. But, Tim, we're going to rope you into six good 3DO games with us, I think, if, if you're down. Yeah, we should. If you're down with we that. We should all do that. Well, we're going to be all together for it. Yeah, but you can we can do both. You can you can, can educate yourself ahead of time. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, that's true. Yeah. We could do both. You could. You're right. You're right. He's he's going to be involved in both. I love it. I love it. I also love it when people pronounce oh, both oh, with yes. an L in it. Both. 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 <laughs> I put an R in there too. Both. Oh my goodness! It must be late. Uh, yeah, it's, we're getting punchy. We're getting punchy. It's it's after midnight here. I'm killing it right now, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget. It's dangerous, it's dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take this. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. You can reach Tim Drew as well on Twitter at Sanction. That's S-A-N-X-I-O-N. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, please join us at our Patreon account. That's patreon.com forward slash pixel guide in. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com. I'll get you next time, Pixel Guiden.